Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gives a feeling and a deep feeling. I believe in the faith that grows. And the bow I coast can make me cry. When I'm with you, I feel like I could die. And that would be alright. Alright. Well, the images suggest those of concentration camps, families being cut apart. I know children are being marched away to showers. I know they're being marched away to showers, being told they are, just like the Nazis had, had, had said that they were taking people oh. to showers and then they never came back. Increasingly, Donald Trump is turning this nation into Nazi Germany and turning these into concentration camps. I know we're not Nazi Germany, but there is a commonality there. I read today about a 10-year-old girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. Wah, I wah. read about a, a, did you say want want to a 10-year-old with Down syndrome what being I taken from her mother? Pick anything How you dare want you? Up, but the bottom line How is very dare clear. You? Were you How dare you? absolutely dare you, sir? You are fake news. Very fake news. Gag free wherever he is. I can't believe that someone would have so much Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. You'll recall. When last we spoke, it was a week ago, and I was complaining of uh, being a little under the weather, and I thought I was getting better, but I wasn't. No, and then we'll... he messaged me, and he's like, I think I either have lymphoma or mono. <laughs> I was like, you need to go to the urgent care. Right. So Wednesday rolls around, and, uh, and, and like an hour before the call-in show, it becomes very apparent. I cannot honestly do this show. Like... One, everyone's going to make fun of me even more than normal. Yeah. But two, like, I'm just going to be angry and mad at everybody and being like, everybody sh shut up so I can go to bed. It's yeah. basically how that show would have gone. So then I, um, you know, I, I took a little bath and I thought, well, if I'm, if I'm too sick to do the show and since you and every other female in my life had heavily pressured me to visit a physician, yeah. thought, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go down to the clinic then. I'm going to go see what's, what's wrong with me. Got the test done. It was mono. <laughs> so I, ex fuck? it wasn't is. I just, I'm not, I'm not done with it yet. I'm still mono disease. Are we 15? I haven't heard of anybody getting into this since high school. Well, this is the thing is, so about 95% of adults actually have the antibodies for mono. So you've been yeah. exposed to it at some point. I'm one of the select few, but if you get it as an adult, you, the, the symptoms are quite bad. Like when you get it as a really young child, it goes unnoticed mostly. The symptoms are basically absent. Yeah. But if you're like me and you get it when you're 30 years old, it can be quite crippling. 
isn't it called something else when you're older, like Epstein Bar? Oh, the Epstein Bar. That's the virus that causes ah. it. Yeah. I know stuff. So, in any case, that's what's going on with the show. That's why there was no Wednesday night show. I apologize for that. I expect good, good, uh, good jokes via the super chat tonight. Um, yeah. And and I do actually feel pretty good as of right now. Thing about mono is it's just fatigue lingers and lingers and lingers, and some people for weeks. So I hope I'm not going to be a low energy jab for weeks, but you know that could happen. Yeah, I mean it explains the last few shows, and I was under the weather too, so we we were low energy like last week and the week before. Not only that, we signed on to Google Hangouts before we do the show here live, and there's some like weird static issues. So. If if there's any uh, if you're getting any kind of you know static feedback or less than ideal audio, did the best we could working with Google Hangouts before we went live, but uh, we'll have to deal with it tonight. Womp womp. Hey, that's a good sounder for later. Because the news stops for nobody, not for me, not for Google Hangouts, not for anybody. Everyone's mad. Well, not everyone, but people of the um, left wing persuasion generally are mad at what's going on at the border and in what is to me the most manufactured outrage of the year. I think this gets the ribbon for the, the worst manufactured outrage of the year, uh, complete with outright lies, uh, fabricated evidence, plus all the fake news you can, you can shake a stick at. So we're going to go through all of it. And of course that news incidentally by design, you be the judge that overshadows everything else this week. Ah, funny that that's, that's so strange, mm. including, um, a little bit of uh, leftover FBI news from, from last we spoke. Last week, uh, Peter Strzok was escorted out of the FBI headquarters for some reason. That happened. Uh, we've got potential names assigned to those texts we read from the IG report last week. If these names are accurate, we've got additional overlap with the Mueller probe. So you know, more pieces to, to add to this uh, FBI puzzle. Plus, I didn't even know this till you sent it to me, like whatever, whatever day, mostly today. There was a mass shooting. Yeah. Nobody heard about, including me. Yeah. Yeah. 22 people okay. were injured. One was killed, but he was the shooter. So. Eh. All right. Bill Maher doubles down on his hope for recession to oust Trump. I think the double down is even worse than the initial comment. Yep. He makes a sincere argument. It's not good. So pretentious. I was watching that like, oh, yeah. your uh, and Democrats continue in their quest to lose in uh, 2018 here. And in 2020, we have another hilariously bad campaign ad. I don't know if this one is quite as bad as some of the others, but it's, it's pretty terrible. cringy. <laughs> it's terrible. A Pennsylvania state representative virtue signals with his middle finger on Twitter against Mike Pence. And I just saw this today. Maxine Waters calls for more harassment of Trump cabinet officials. So that's a good clip. Plus another doozy of uh, hoax hate complete with backward swastikas those evil evil whites are at it again and someone's got to put a stop to them we just need enough gofundme money to do it <laughs> ten thousand dollar yeah yep. they did revise it they dropped it down to 2500 and then they stopped taking money yeah yeah uh we'll, uh and of course we will take super chats in between topics i'm sure they'll be at my expense and i invite it 10 bucks and up on the sunday show though because of course we are no good lowdown money grabbers. We've got the policy, but we've got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It will be all this and more in your favorite hour or couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Remember, you can also take the show on the go in the audio formats, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, 
SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked in the description for you wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us. Got some uh, got some artwork. Yeah, this first one, I got to say, I don't get it. Uh, are you talking about the... Well, I'm going to play the one from Rich first. You're talking about the, the Space Corps? Yeah. We joined this... Oh, it's just a... It's a... Uh, no, this one a, of me in a wedding dress. Oh, yeah. I'll, meant, I'll explain it. I'll oh, explain okay. It. So this is from Rich, though, who has been doing a lot of all, our um, alternative reality bits. But this is just us joining Trump's Space Force. But it's uh, Starship Troopers kind of mock-up. But, you know, one of those movies I've never seen. <laughs> but this is us joining Space Force. The only good space commie is a dead space commie. And, of course, we both do our part. <laughs> it's a good still. I'm doing my part. Space Force. Join, enlist in Space Force today. Thank you, Rich. I like it. Not to the artwork you say you don't understand from Frank. This yeah. is um this is an upcoming image of your oh your wedding you know in the in the next uh, the next week right? Yeah. Oh my um, God. Yeah, it's yeah. This is your ideal husband who is like a million feet tall with a beard hanging down to his knees. Oh, it's a beard. Oh, did you say? <laughs> I was like, have I ever mentioned like wanting my husband to have excessively long pubic hair? On oh, that's the- how you interpreted it. <laughs> okay. A beard I so long. Now. You want a beard so long you don't know. If it's That's coming true. from his face yeah. or from his chest or yeah. from his groin. I tell my fiance all the time, I want it to look like you've just emerged from the woods for three years living. And I want it to smell like that too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that's from Frank. Thank you, Frank. Travis has a mashup of all his previous alternate reality artwork, just an inception <laughs> of alternate realities. Uh, oh, and, <laughs> and then you're just fed up and you're working on the border wall. You're doing it yourself. <laughs> Complete with the catapult slash trebuchet, however you see it. (laughs) Uh, We got a couple pieces from Meladams. One is uh, Blonder Woman instead of Wonder Woman. Says Meladams, the the artist here, with all the controversy over Tumblr SJWs ruining comics lately, this is what I expect to happen if Blonde was put in charge of Wonder Woman. At first, I wanted to do Storm, but she's not a feminist. She's not as feminist as Wonder Woman, and I'm not quite sure how racist Blonde's take on an immigrant African woman would turn out. <laughs> it wouldn't be great. <laughs> I like the uh, the rolling pin. The, what is what are those called? It is. It's a rolling yeah. pin. Yeah, yeah. The wedding dress. Yeah, that's very cool. And then, uh, well, this gets interesting. This is, this is uh, what did he call me? I think it was Matilda. This is Matilda. This is my female alter ego, Matilda. Says, huh. Matt clearly has passing privilege. That's his facial shape, just clean shaven. I didn't even touch his lips. They're already pretty and pink, all on their own. Didn't add a stitch of makeup. Just a set of eyelashes and blonde hair to go with his Aryan blue eyes. His future daughters ought to be the talk of the town, assuming he doesn't settle for a less than Aryan eyed woman. <laughs> oh my God, you're pretty hot. I, I did all right. Yeah, that's not bad. Wow, he did just put eyelashes on you. No, not too bad. And then I'm, uh, I'm entering the meme game myself this week, or the art game. After you 
after your sentiments from last week, I couldn't resist memeing them. This is, you know, blonde. When you're so resigned to the suicide of the West that you look forward to the Islamic takeover, <laughs> because at least then there will be patriarchy. That's blonde's perspective. In my own defense, I said that after the Desmond AIDS blood shirts. Like, how many yeah. Desmond and Lactasia stories are you going to throw at me before I'm like, fuck it? I just give the just, West to Muslims. I don't care anymore. Yeah, it's a, it can't be worse than this. <laughs> All right. So thank you to uh, to all of our art submitters. Do you have uh, one one piece of quick news before we hop into the main stories? Remember that weird oh, yeah, wolf like creature? Yeah, my was guess was bear. Yeah, I guess I was incorrect. So they brought it down to uh, that. This weird animal did come to my neck of the woods, the Montana Fish and Wildlife uh, Fish, Wildlife and Park Service. Uh, office here in Bozeman and they acquired some samples and ran some tests. I think they sent tests. To, yeah, they sent it to a forensic lab, uh, samples to a forensic lab in Ashland, Oregon. The lab compared the animal's DNA with thousands of other DNA samples from wolves, coyotes, and dogs. Uh, a state agency official said the conclusion was clear. This animal is a gray wolf from the Northern Rocky mountains, ah. Montana fish, wildlife and parks says confusion over the animal's identity may have been caused by its appearance in the photos. It seemed to have short legs and big ears, but inspection of the animal at the wildlife lab in Bozeman revealed a relatively normal looking brown, uh, dark brown wolf, Montana fish, wildlife and parks. Interesting. Says. That is not a normal looking wolf in this photo. I no. don't care what they say. So it was just an angles thing is what they're saying. I guess, yeah. Huh. Either that or this is all a big cover-up for something more important. Interesting. Because that's not a normal-looking wolf. I don't no. care what they say. No, it wasn't. I really did think it, maybe it was a bear or something. Yeah. But it, was also, it also had been dead for a while. It was a little dehydrated. Looking. Yeah, maybe, maybe that dis distorted it. Maybe it's something like that. Okay. Are you ready? I, I don't know if I'm going to get through this whole story without just like flipping my desk in frustration. Yeah, I made a video on this shit this week. I'm ready. So as far as the, the controversy, the immigration controversy that arose, which I don't I still don't even see the controversy. Correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding of the the legal basis around this is this. So in April, Jeff Sessions, Attorney General Jeff Sessions releases a zero tolerance policy. And effectively, all this means is if you cross the border illegally, you're going to get prosecuted. Okay. Break the law, get prosecuted. That's the zero tolerance policy. Huh. Doesn't seem that, um, doesn't seem that crazy to me. Okay. Break the law, get prosecuted. No exceptions. Now there are complications insofar as people are not breaking the law by themselves, right? You have people with children doing this. Maybe they are your biological children. Maybe they're random kids you're taking with you <laughs> saying that they're your children. Yep. Maybe they're just chill child friends of yours. Maybe you're a child trafficker. Who knows why well, you might have kids with you, but a lot of times you do. Anyway, kids who didn't necessarily do anything wrong themselves are necessarily going to be part of this process. And there are a couple of court cases that govern that the federal courts have already decided on this. You have um, a case in 1997, you can't keep children in custody beyond 20 days. You must use the least restrictive methods. So if you are, in fact, a dad with a kid or a mom with a kid, you get arrested. You're going to get prosecuted for crossing the border illegally. We're not going to put your kid in jail. Mm. And we've already decided that's the, the humane way to deal with this. Uh, that was um, that was in 97. In 2016, the same decision was, was upheld, and it was made clear that this applies to both accompanied and unaccompanied kids. Uh, the same. So 
Effectively, what this means is if the government has a family or an adult who's, who's, you know, who has care of a child, the government must either release whole families or separate parents from children as a matter of the criminal justice process. This wasn't like Trump deciding to be mean. This is right. what the courts have said. The PolitiFacts article that I mentioned in my video they're like, well, Trump is doing differently, doing this differently than Obama. And then they just outline how he's just enforcing the law. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the, the different part is he's arresting people right. committing the crimes and prosecuting them and ultimately deporting them. Mm -hmm. That's the different part. The different part is not, aha, get those families and tear them apart because I'm mean. Well, not, and that's the ironic part. This is, this is supposedly so mean. This is the humanitarian solution the courts have reached. This right. is the supposedly not mean option. Okay. So as these courts have said, if you have criminal parents, they can't stay with their kids. Thus you get these shelters for kids. Thus the big controversy. Oh, they're, they're concentration camps. They're, they're, they're whatever. We'll, we'll hear about that in a month, in a minute. It's like the mere fact that there are shelters for kids is itself controversial. Even if we can, even if we can't demonstrate that they're inhumane, even if we can't demonstrate that there are humanitarian issues here, it's just the fact that there are shelters is a problem, okay? So Trump gets all this pressure and he, he issues an executive order this week on Wednesday. Is your take on the executive order any different from mine? The executive order to me means nothing. Yeah, it doesn't really change anything. If he's still going to enforce zero tolerance, then why does this even matter? Right. I don't all think he should have acquiesced. He's just listening to Ivanka and his wife. It's like, don't. That's what it seems like. I mean, the, the language in the executive order, to the extent permitted by law, you know, keep families together. It, it says this several times over, to the extent permitted by law. But that's the problem. To the extent permitted by law right. is not permitted by law. So if you're going to prosecute them, you just run into the same issue. It just seems like a way to get people to shut up and be like, look, I did what I could. <laughs> okay. I'm still failing to see the big controversy here. I'm still failing to see the big issue. And didn't uh, Sessions come out with this in April? Yes. Yeah. So they, so, they were sitting on this for, what, a, a month and a half to two months before they started making a big stink? Yeah. And then they, they make a big stink on the day of the IG report release and during all the subsequent hearings. Yeah, I want to talk about, toward the end here, I definitely want to talk about um, not only the timing of that, but just the timing of the general news. Like, the way, the way this fits and why it was selected now... I, you know, you know, I'm resistant to tinfoil hats as, as tinfoil, as many tinfoil hats as I can be, but it's hard to see this as it's something. It's not that tinfoil that. They use diversion tactics like this all the time to yeah. get things in and out of the news cycle. They do it all the time. Now, as a result of this, CBS News is reporting that children being held by Customs and Border Protection will be reunited with parents by the end of day Sunday. So today. But this says nothing to the children who are currently in HHS, Health and Human Services custody. That's more than 2,300 kids. So it's not exactly clear what's going to happen with future kids because Trump is presumably going to keep prosecuting. It's not exactly clear what's going to happen with kids currently in custody because uh, what, what are you supposed to do that's not in violation of those court cases? And what about all the unaccompanied children too, the ones that are coming without parents? That went, and so that's that <laughs> you're really left with a couple options here. And one is continue prosecuting people who break the law. And the other is stop prosecuting people. And it seems like that's the, that's the answer the left wants is no, just stop. Actually just abolish ice, just abolish ice. We'll okay. Just stop Cynthia right Nixon, whatever you say. And it's not just her. 
There, um, I'll, I'll speak about this later. I want to reference it, but there are at least 15 known Democrats running for Congress right now whose stated position is abolish ICE. All right, let's see. Let's see how that goes. Good luck. All right. Um, so as far as I see the bottom line here as a legal background, if you want to prosecute people illegally crossing the border, as federal law says, and those people bring kids per the courts, you must give those kids alternative housing to jail. You can't put them in jail. This is the only way to enforce the law until the law changes. And indeed, as I said, this is the humane system the courts have arrived at before Trump. It's not just some, I'm going to be mean Trump decision. I'm going to enforce the law. And this is the way that the courts have said you have to enforce the law. Okay. You know, family size catapults would also solve this problem. I'm sure Costco could probably furnish that sort of thing. No, come on. American manufacturing. (laughs) (laughs) An ingenuity. (laughs) Okay. So instead of at least trying to understand why we're seeing what's what's happening happen, of course, a lot of the news this week was jumping straight to the conclusion that it's these are concentration camps and Trump is Hitler. So without further ado, this is the MSNBC and CNN Trump uh, Trump is Hitler supercut. This is courtesy yeah. largely of um, of people who did the hard work over at Newsbusters. Let's let's do it. Yeah, this I want to pause after this first segment, which is just unbelievable. This MSNBC segment with who's the guy who used to be uh, in charge of the RNC? Michael Steele he used to be in charge of the Republican Party back in the Bush days. We are, or, or used to be, America's greatest democracy. We can't find a solution to this problem without harming children, right. without and, putting and them I, into concentration camps. And a policy that has been invoked by the President of the United That's States right. and dictated to his Attorney General, who goes out and quotes the Bible. By the way, a passage that was used to justify slavery uh, in this country, to, to justify encamping children. I call this a concentration camp for kids because that that's exactly what it's turning out to. When you give kids 22 hours of lockup time and two hours of, of airtime, what else can right. it be? It's and really if this hot is where this Texas. country is going, the American people need to wake up and pay attention because your kids could be next. Right. Well, the- okay, it's that. It's that right there. It's your ki- your kids could really? be next. Tell me what? how. How does that work out? Really? How, yeah. How the, the hell I'm not would- trying to get into anybody else's country with my children. You, you know how my kids could be next? If I commit a crime that puts me in jail and I can't take care of my kids anymore, that's how I could be next. What if you commit any crime, your children are, and you can't care for them anymore. Your children are put into alternative care. And what did that other bitch say? She said, America used to be America's greatest democracy. Yeah. Yeah. She really fumbled at the start. You know, she means she meant the world's greatest democracy. I'll try to give her the benefit of the doubt on that. Ah. It was poorly phrased. Yes. Okay. But that's, um, your kids could be next. Name me one American citizen child who has been rounded up and put in this concentration camp. And this is, this is the really frustrating thing about this. This whole problem is I can, I can listen to people who say, we've got a problem. There are kids who are being you know, put into the center of this problem. It's not really their fault. We ought to be as humane with these kids as possible. Okay. But there's these people are not willing to give any responsibility to the parents the who parents. are breaking the law. Right. Not or acknowledge the obvious incentive, which is that you would just find children to come with you because you know, you would be free from <laughs> prosecution, which let's not pretend there. That's not that, happening. That, you know, for every, 
parent who's only for every person who's crossing the border whose only crime is crossing the border and they legitimately have their own child with them and it is as pure of a situation as that how many more complicated scenarios are there i bet you it's probably like three to one but that that's me speculating that's me There's speculating no way to know. yeah i'm uh, i guarantee you there are a lot of complicating factors you got to watch out for yeah all right let's Finish this up. All right. Chris Matthews. Images suggest those of concentration camps, families being cut apart. I know children are being marched away to showers. I know they're being marched away to showers. (laughs) uh, Are they being told they are just like the Nazis had had said that they were taking people to showers and then they never came back. Look, bottom line, Donald Trump increasingly looks like Hitler in Nazi Germany. These look like <laughs> D- concentration Dave, camps. Dave, it's rewarding it breaking our immigration laws. unusual punishment, John. I said this yesterday, but increasingly, Donald Trump is turning this nation into Nazi Germany and turning these into concentration camps. What's happening is very American in that this is how the country was founded. This is what happened 76 years ago to uh, Japanese Americans in internment camps. Now, look. And who did I, that? I, I know we're not Nazi Germany, all right? But there is a commonality there. I knew it would be controversial, but I felt a warning flare was necessary. You're so so concerned about what's going on. All all of us are so concerned. We see these heartbreaking images, uh, and it's it's so, so awful. And this is a policy that is inhumane, indecent, un-American, completely dictatorial. And like I said yesterday, they are the tactics that have been used through through history by the worst purveyors of pure evil, including slave traders, including Nazis, including terrorists. And now this great country is using is using them as well and we should all be ashamed remember world war ii when all the jews were trying to get into germany <laughs> and the germans you know were <laughs> and the germans were like all right fine but we're gonna have to separate the adults so, and the yeah, kids so i mean God. i invite these comparisons because every time they make a hyperbolic comparison like this they just weaken their own arguments so it, it, keep, keep it coming i don't care i can't believe the extent to which they're still scraping this barrel in such a ridiculous context. Yeah. If, if this country is Hitlerian, if the treatment is so awful, why are these people coming here? Why would, what, what? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just, it, it, it okay, I, I can't even speak to I, it. I, these tactics, I don't think they're, I think they're only working on women and minorities. Like, I don't I, know you, who, Your average American is looking at this going, yeah, Nazi Germany, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's exactly like that. Okay, now um, this, of course, has, has caused a other reaction, other emotional reaction in the media. So Rachel Maddow, did you, did you catch? <laughs> it was great. Rachel Maddow um, got a crier. little got a little teary eyed over. So the context here is that Rachel Maddow is learning of the news of these tender age centers. So these are centers for very young children, you know, infant children, toddler children. Um, I don't really understand the tears because is that really injustice? Wouldn't that be a good thing to have special care for very young children who especially need it? Yeah. Why is that? Also, why are you taking an arduous journey with your infant? 80% yeah. of women get raped. Like you want to tell me this isn't happening to kids too. I mean, what's the alternative? Like, is she crying? Cause we should put those babies in jail too. Is that <laughs> a little baby jail? I don't know. Here's Rachel Maddow learning of the news and can't even say it and has to pass it off to Lawrence O'Donnell. Oh, God. 
Gosh. The AP has just broken some new news. Um, this has just come out from the Associated Press. This is incredible. Trump administration officials have been sending babies and other young children oh. <laughs> to at least three. Oh. Can we put up the graphic of this? Thank you. Do we have it? No. Three tender age shelters in South Texas. Lawyers and medical providers. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to hand this off. Yeah. Come on. Sorry. That does it for us tonight. We'll see you again tomorrow. Now it is time for the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell, where he is live in Brownsville, Texas. I don't think she's faking it or anything. Oh, I just. Come on. Yes, she is. I don't know. I mean, a good job faking. You don't have the graphic. You know that, like before, she was like, "All right, I'm gonna ask for a graphic, and you're gonna say you don't have it." Okay. You think it was that stage? Yeah, dude. Like this angry dyke cares about babies. Come on. Look at that still frame that it stopped. <laughs> no, she's totally full of it. You thought that I, was I just, sincere. Come I on. Just, well, I, someone needs to. Okay, without demonstrated injustice, I need to have the sadness explained to me. I, I this actually could be quite a good thing, circumstances considered. I understand. Yeah, I mean, like, do you have evidence of tender age children being abused? That I would care about and be concerned with. But if it's just the fact that there are tender age shelters, yeah, uh, that's not going to. She's not actually sad about this. What she's really thinking is the FBI's integrity is in shambles, and I need to find a way to make other people emotional so they start hating oh, Trump man. again. That's some next level cynicism. Yeah, I think she's evil. I think most people in the media well, are. Do you think that she's really like, well, I'm so sad about this. She doesn't give a shit. You know who calls it out to the degree you do? Who? Corey Lewandowski. I know it was great. I was Fresh really off good. of assaulting Michelle Fields, <laughs> Corey Lewandowski. <laughs> so he appears on Fox News Tuesday night. Everyone's all mad at Corey Lewandowski because uh, he appears in this segment with DNC advisor Zach Petconis. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. but Yeah, I think so. Uh, he, uh, this Zach fellow references that uh, he was reading about a 10-year-old girl with Down syndrome who had been taken from her mother and put in a cage on the border. Lewandowski in, interrupts with womp womp and uh, <laughs> just outrage follows. I read today about a 10-year-old uh, girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. Wah, wah. I read about a, a <laughs> did you say want want to a 10-year-old with Down syndrome what being I taken from her mother? What I said is you can pick anything how you want you? Up, but the bottom how line is very dare clear. You? When you cross how absolutely <laughs> dare you, sir. How absolutely dare you, sir. <laughs> he just says no. that over and over. He's just apoplectic. This is so funny. I've One of the top it. comments on this on the YouTube video of this is uh, somebody wrote, if I were king, anybody who says how dare you three times would be executed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can understand. I can understand that sentiment. How absolutely dare you? Just clutching his pearls. Just, oh, my God. All right. You How have dare given you? Up the we have infants that have been taken from Look, their mothers. We are a country with we borders. Infants we are a country of laws. Stolen from their mothers and put into cages. And you go, your parents and understand this. this. this they just yell at each other for a little bit, and then it gets better. So when you cross the border illegally, sir, you commit a crime. You are taken away from your family. She has Down syndrome, and she was taken from her mother. You go to any country in the world. Let's get Zach to finish his point. If you commit a crime, you are taken from your parents. There is a reason. There is a reason why faith groups. There is a reason why 12 Republican senators sent a letter 
of begging this administration to reverse this policy. There is a reason why the governor of New York is suing this administration to stop this policy. This policy is abhorrent. It is offensive right. to all Where were you during the Obama people. administration when this policy was in place? This administration yeah, policy was not done during the administration. <laughs> you are now lying about this policy. This in addition to saying that children were detained at the border <laughs> under the Obama administration. When they were unaccompanied minors, the difference now is they are accompanied minors. The Trump administration is forcibly making them unaccompanied minors okay. when they take them from their parents and put them in cages. And we have members of the Trump team who are going wah, wah. When, we, <laughs> when you learn about the stories in this of, of horror that's going on down clear. with the border. The horror. The horror. No. How absolutely dare you. <laughs> I, should, I need to absolutely save that soundbite. Although it's probably oh, not very clean. It's full of noise, unfortunately. Good for Corey Lewandowski. And then everybody asked him to apologize, and he was like, go fuck yourself. I'm not yeah, apologizing so for anything. so asked for an apology on Wednesday. Lewandowski said, an apology? I owe an apology to the children whose parents are putting them in a position that is forcing them to be separated? That's all I said. Yeah. Uh, this week, Lewandowski was dropped from his Speaker's Bureau, Leading Authorities Incorporated. His name no longer appears on the bureaus. Worth it. It was Website. worth it. Did you have uh, did you have thoughts on this? I talk about it in exchange. my video, but like we all need a little bit of what Corey did. He just threw out the saddest anecdote. He's like, this Down syndrome girl is going to bring down the house. And Corey Lewandowski is like, no, man, I don't care. I don't care. Good for him. Yeah, I, uh, a lot, there were a lot of people of conservative libertarian persuasion. Well, there was one person I listened to who shall remain nameless, who was very who mad. Who did he say? Was it somebody that was uh, morally? No, this morally person will remain who, nameless. Who but Nicole? he was very mad at uh, Corey Lewandowski. But um, I did hear listen, that he did not bring up Michelle Fields when discussing this. So let's give true. him one. Uh, uh, listen, I can understand that it might, it's, it's a little bit politically blunt. Uh, I, I, I can see some criticism of it. I don't know that it's likely to persuade people around the fence on this, but there is a valid point that, that Corey is making and it's, it's what you're, you're speaking to. So these leftists, they just want to throw any sob story they can at you until you go, fine, it's sad. I concede. That's really what they're trying to do. Yeah. They, they're not arguments. Um, and in many cases like this one, which we'll speak about later or in a moment here, the stories aren't even true, or at least true as presented, uh, which is which is the case in this particular case. You aren't obligated to fold and agree how sad something is just to give their legitimacy, their position legitimacy. You don't right. have to do that. Right. Now, it might have been better for Corey to be like, listen, you're cherry picking a story to try to make it seem much more inhumane or more sad than it is. Here's why that's wrong. No, nope. that's an I alternative this was strategy. Handled impeccably and he was trending number one on Twitter and then he got to give everybody the finger by saying he wasn't going to apologize. We all need to start doing what he did, which is mock people relentlessly that throw these sad, so sad, these sad anecdotes in our face and just be like, listen, I, yeah. I don't care. This doesn't, this doesn't change my belief on, on national sovereignty or border enforcement because, because this, like this sad thing happened. Yeah, I can't connect agreed. emotionally with like every sad story I hear. I'd lose my mind. So, in addition to all the um, all the media hyperbole, this story, as I mentioned, is complete with the, these kind of um, poster children or recurring anecdotes that Down syndrome girl included that are either distorted or just not true. So the big example is this Time Cover Girl. This, I mean, 
this time announces this this cover girl um and and the whole, the whole story just kind of starts to unravel from there so this this cover was announced this bright red cover of time with this crying little girl Aww. looking up at trump who's kind of got his dismissive smug look on his face and all it says is welcome to america Okay, and the idea being that at least the story that was presented at the time was this girl was ripped from her parents and separated, and that's why she was crying because she was so sad. Okay, but none of that is actually true. None of that is actually true. This girl was at the border at one recent point, and she was crying at one recent point, but the implication here that it's a direct result of this policy and that she was separated from her parents, not true. So uh, there have been several outlets who've spoken with the little girl's uh, father and the little girl is Honduran. Her father is still there in Honduras. The girl came to the U S with her mother against her, uh, against dad's will. Like dad did not, uh, Funny, that sounds a lot like kidnapping. Dad did not want this to happen, but, uh, there it is. They have three other kids together. Does this couple Yeah. dad says mom paid $6,000 to a co- uh, coyote, a human trafficker to get them into the US. Why? Why did she want to come to the US? Was it to get a better job? Because that's, that's the definition of being an economic migrant. She also, if you want to talk about family separation, she abandoned three of her children, took the youngest, most sympathetic one, and then yeah. went on this arduous journey. So fuck this lady. Uh, she's also previously deported from the US oh, in 2013. That's just, that's great. Uh, Dad says, uh, okay, and as far as the story, as far as the story, the sob story, you can see the original photo there next to a truck. Um, dad says his wife and child are detained at a family residential center in Texas, but are together and are doing fine. Dad says his wife and daughter were never separated. Uh, so, so, and it, and it, it sounds like that's the word from ice as well. They, they were never were split up. Now time has had to, to issue a correction to this story as well. It's so embarrassing. Did you see the interview with Brian Steltzer? I always say his name incorrectly. Stelter. Stelter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even he was incredulous. He was like, should you guys have done that? Really? They just ran with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's clearly they ran with it without vetting fully. So Time's original story claimed the girl had been removed from her mother screaming. The story was later edited to say that Border Patrol agents allowed the mother to pick uh, pick up her child and loaded them both into the van. So that so was So you mean true. exactly the opposite of what you, were, yes. what you said. Uh, yeah. And the girl was not crying because she had been separated from her parents, even momentarily. She was crying from being tired and thirsty from the journey per border authorities. Um, And, you know, and I could see why a child would cry from such a long journey from Honduras to the U.S.-Mexico border. Is that ISIS fault? Is that the United States fault that she's tired and thirsty from such a long journey? Uh, Of course not. It's Donald Trump's fault. So put it on the cover. (sighs) Okay, now to this um to this Down syndrome girl, that uh, pearl clutcher man. What's his name? Zach. Zach. What's his face? Okay. Now. Pedicanus. Pedicanus. Yeah, you you heard this over and over again. Oh, there was a there was a down, a girl with Down syndrome put in a cage. Uh, this isn't actually related to the zero tolerance policy. U.S. Customs and Border Protection says in a statement that the the minor uh, who has Down syndrome and was separated from her parents. Um, he's not, as I said, is not related to this, um, to this zero tolerance policy. So here's the statement. U.S. Customs and Border Protection separated a child with Down syndrome from her mother as a result of a smuggling attempt 
on June 3rd, 2018. This, however, is not a result of zero tolerance as the mother is not being prosecuted, rather being held as a witness in the smuggling incident. <laughs> the mother and her five children were in a vehicle driven by a U.S. citizen. Upon questioning, the mother admitted to being illegally in the United States. Three of the children are U.S. citizens and were released to an aunt. The mother was not prosecuted, but is instead being held in a uh, material witness being held as a material witness to support the prosecution of the smuggler, which precipitated the separation of the two other children, both Mexican citizens. The smuggler has a criminal history, including a, uh, a flight escape, aiding and abetting, making it important that we prosecute. Oh my so, God. I don't care. Oh, so I again, don't care. The, one of these poster children for this, this Trump's policy is not related to Trump's policy. But who cares? You know, don't let the, the facts get in the way of a good narrative. So th this whole week has just been really frustrating. It's just like fake news piece after exaggeration, after moral outrage, after just nonsense. And, and, and where it gets even more frustrating is, listen, anybody who has a problem with any policy, if you can explain to me why and if you can explain to me your alternative, I will listen. Trouble is, they don't really have an alternative. But Congress does now. Congress no, had, their, their alternative is to stop border enforcement. Well, yes, for for a, a larger chunk of them than you would think than you would expect. That is their alternative. But the House is now House Republicans are now considering a compromise bill that they're scheduled to vote on next week. I'll be curious what you think about this bill. Just a summary of it here. I um I don't hate this plan. I suspect you'll have some issues with it, but as far as a trade-off compromise type thing, I actually don't hate this plan. Uh, so they're hoping for a vote next week if this goes through, uh, which of course it won't because it's Congress. On family separation, this bill would allow, uh, let's scroll down here. On family separation, this bill would allow children uh, to be detained with their parents. It would mandate that uh, DHS, uh, Department of Homeland Security, house families going through criminal proceedings for first-time offenses rather than turn them over to the DOJ. And it would fund, uh, it would uh, establish funding for detention centers. Okay. I mean, as long as people who cross the border are getting prosecuted, I don't have a huge issue with how that gets resolved. It's this word compromise. I, I don't mm. like it. Well, here's where your compromise comes into effect, specifically on DACA. No. <laughs> allows those who qualified oh. for DACA under the 2012 standards to apply for six year indefinitely renewable legal status. They would also be able to buy uh, or uh, to apply for merit-based visa programs without going home, uh, without going to their home countries Absolutely first. Absolutely not. What is that? 800,000 people. It's a lot. Nope. No it's deal. But there are some selling points for you or at least points you might like better uh, on visas. New merit-based green card system, points for education, employment, English proficiency, and military service. No more diversity visa lottery. No more family visas for married children of U.S. citizens or siblings of adult U.S. citizens. Also eliminates per-country caps for employment-based immigration. That's a little better. No more diversity. All right, all right. Uh, on border security, appropriates $25 billion for the wall. I'm listening. Okay, and overall immigration levels keeps them flat, just lets people in according to different criteria, uh, the merit-based criteria. I mean, this might so, be a question of a simpleton, but why can't we just indiscriminately turn away every single person that comes to the board? Well, that's the, that's the blonde policy. Yeah, and then build a massive wall. I mean, that will take care of the rest. Functionally, the and monitor um, it with drones operated by 4chan. That's all. That's all <laughs> the trade-off here is basically 
DACA recipients get to stay while gets started. No. I would be willing to to make such a trade-off, but but border security has to come first. Like you got to get that once you turn off the faucet, we'll worry about the rest. That's kind of my thinking. Yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, they're not going to go for this. Yeah, it, Trump it, tried almost exactly the same thing. Before. Yeah, yeah. So it's it probably is pie in the sky, but as a general rule, I don't I don't have a huge problem with that approach. Uh 800,000 people. I know, but are you going to deport them all too? It's, it's yes, like... yes. People do it all the time. People are like baffled by this concept of, of deporting people. You know, they got here some, somehow. They can I'm leave. Not, I'm not saying it's wrong. I just think as a practical matter. I think as a that's... practical matter, they can go home. They got here. <laughs> they can do it. It's not that difficult. We'll Get just out. cut them a check. Just Jesus check. Christ, this is <laughs> this is wild to me. If any of if if we tried to pitch this to any other country, like. Just eight hundred thousand people. Just, just, just let them in. Just, just give them citizenship. Oh, I know it's give, a hell of a they'd lot. They'd be like, no, absolutely. Mexico wouldn't do yeah. this. But and then the other piece that you get, of course, is you're not doing the diversity visa lottery crap anymore. You're going to let immigrants in based on merit and merit alone. Yeah, I, I don't even like that. Hmm. But it's certainly okay. But it's better than diversity lottery. Yeah, it's better. But you know, I, immigration moratorium. <sighs> All right. Am I wrong? Fair. Well, I, I think you're right that we're this is an exercise in futility anyway because they're not going to vote on this. <laughs> it's Congress. never going to happen. The wall and funding I, I mean, that's 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 going to be a non-starter for the left. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-five gotta, billion. I don't know what. Do you know how much the the wall is? The wall proposal is supposed to cost, and it's. I don't top. actually know that. Um, but twenty-five billion. That seems like a, quite a lot of money, though. And and then of course the alternative proposal, as as we've been discussing throughout this whole segment here, uh, abolish ice. Abolish ICE is, is the rallying cry for not just people interrupting uh, Kirsten Nielsen's dinners in D.C., but actually a surprisingly large um, segment of the, the Democratic Party. So Cynthia Nixon, who's running for California governor, uh, New York governor, I should say, f- for example, three other New York candidates for Congress are also on record. There's a Florida Democrat named Matt Hagman. Overall, 15 known candidates for Congress all on record saying their their stance is abolish ICE. Uh, as far as I can tell, this is the direction that the party is going to go. This is my official prediction for the Democratic Party platform. Their official motto in 2018 and 2020, their motto is anybody can come in and you can't defend yourself. Vote Democrat that's, that's 2020. Be. An aside about Cynthia Nixon. I just read this about yeah. her this week. Um, so she's married to like the lesbian troll version of herself. This yeah. woman looks just like her, the woman she's married to. They had this daughter who was pretty before. And then I see that her daughter is now transgender, just graduated from NYU. Hmm. It's like, huh, really? This is who, this is who people, people want to see on the left, like, like a woman like this, who thinks that ICE is a terrorist organization, is married to an ugly, mannish woman, and then they have a transgender daughter. Like, yeah, sounds like the trifecta. Yeah, I mean, I guess she's getting some diversity points, but like... Your average person can't relate to somebody like this. This is I insane. I, uh, I did want to speak too before we're finished with this topic that um, and to the point that, that it's not that tinfoily to think this is a calculated diversion, but yeah. just recall the news prior to this being kind of force fed into the cycle the last week or two. Stormy so, Daniels. Right, so, so the, the Democrats had seen their generic ballot advantage erased. Mm-hmm. The May jobs numbers looked great, yep. were great. 
There was, this, uh, there was a successful meeting between Trump and Kim, at least as far as public opinion was concerned. The IG report was just released. That looked bad. Horowitz, the IG, was set to testify before Congress. That was last week. Uh, and this has been known to be on the congressional schedule since May. And, of course, Dems and media got wrecked for the MS-13 animal sly. Right. And if you remember the same day the IG report was released was that ridiculous um, New York AG lawsuit started by Schneiderman mm. asking for $2.8 million in restitution, which yeah. I joked earlier is probably the cost of Trump's toilet. Yeah. So, and that was released the day the IG report. This is clearly a charade, strategically timed stories for this purpose, for covering up the IG report. I don't think it's crazy to speculate. And if it is in fact true, if this was a calculated shadowy room decision somewhere, um, not good enough. Yeah. Not good enough. Why? Because this is not going to be a story in two weeks. It's going to be pretty much over. And uh, as loud as these people are, I just, I don't think that the average American cares about this as much. They say, they look at these issues and they say, yeah, but those people were crossing the border illegally. This is another right. example of, okay, maybe there's some things we need to tweak here, but do the, does the Democratic Party care more about illegal aliens than it cares about U.S. citizens? Because it yes. seems so. Yes, they do. Because they're interested yeah. in demographic demise of a country that they view as white supremacist, and they need this protected voting bloc so they can you know, inherit future yeah. elections. So uh, if it is super calculated strategy, it's not going to be good enough. You need to strategize harder. It's not going to be good enough. No, they should continue doing this. They should continue having celebrity talking heads and underestimating Trump and the silent majority. They should continue doing all of this because they're going to lose. Trump has it in the bag for 2020. I, yeah. I mean, he would have to really especially, I mean, when the fault here is being a little, if, if the fault here, and I'm not even saying there is a fault, but if the fault here is being a little too hawkish on border security, again, the alternative is eh, just no border security. How about that? I mean, nobody's going to vote for that. Like if, if it's up to me and I have to say, okay, we're going to have border security. That's going to be a little bit heavy handed for your taste or whatever, or none. I'm going to go, mm, heavy handed, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. My heavy hand is okay. I'll go with that. Oh yeah. God. Are we done talking about this? Yes. Unfortunately, all the tea ran through me. Can I yeah, take a I'll quick do a, break I'll and, do some and I'll be back in 30 seconds. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, JB do 9061. Have a wonderful wedding next week. Blonde and Matt. Sorry about your mono. I hope Coors is the cure. If not, you might want to upgrade to Miller light. I don't know. I don't think he's going to do that. Thank you for that. My wedding's actually in two weeks. Um, Michael Schlecht, R2 or BB-8. Hope you're feeling better, Skag. I'll relay that to him. Um, Matt F. says, just some checks for Matt's recovery fund. Get well, champ. Sorry, you guys. Matt's not listening to this. He'll listen back. Um, Shelby Studer, I had mono in elementary school. You'll always have it, and it can come back. Sorry I've missed the last few weeks. Seriously? Is that true, you guys? Let me know in the live chat. He's been really, really sick. He's never canceled a show before. Um, real reasons. Blonde, I tried Match.com and it was awful. Constant spamming to buy more features filled with nothing but whales, thoughts, single moms. Plenty of fish was better, but when women just want approval, they never meet up. Yeah, I have since stopped suggesting that other people do Match.com, although it's how I met my husband. Um, it's just, it's a woman's game. It's, it's so much easier for women on these sites. I guess I didn't realize. There were lots of super chats to you. Somebody said that mono never goes away. Yeah, once you once you're a carrier, then you're a carrier. But the thing is, like everybody's a carrier. Oh God. Yeah, odds are you are like ninety five percent chance. 
I was tired a lot in high school, but <laughs> maybe I'm just lazy. Joshy boy, now that I'm no longer a jobless Joshy, here's some cash to support the show. I'll think of something clever next week. No oh, pressure, thanks. Josh. Thank you for that. That's not right. Matt and I once made love. Now I have mono and AIDS, if you know what I mean. Great story. You do. Compelling and rich. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Carl Bunt, I cannot watch the show live, but I have two questions. One, what do you think about Candace Owens' idea that Richard Spencer is a plant by the left? Hmm. Um, I had not heard that. Uh, I don't buy. I mean, I buy I him as authentic. Either. I don't have reason to believe so he's I, not an authentic person. I have no reason to think that he is not authentic. And he's really well-read, and he's constantly appearing live and substantiating his positions. That would be... And he's been doing this for a long time, a really even long time. when he was not a known figure slash propped up by the media as a supervillain. Exactly. Like he's been doing this for years and years. Yep. Um, I didn't know she said that. So, can somebody in the live chat tell me where she said that? Uh, Joseph Duck, Duff Kulisics. Hello from Dallas Blonde. I'm all for keep, keeping families together. How do you feel about family catapults? Matt, how in <laughs> hell is Hester leading uh, Rosendale in early polls? Actually, I had not seen the polling results. That uh, that surprises me. Uh, I've, let me, um, I'll look at them while you keep going. Because I, I, it's got to be within like five points. Uh, Rachel Jane yeah. says, hey, friends, I can't wait to watch the show tomorrow, but I wanted to say that I hope you get better soon, Matt. Oh, you got a lot well, of love. thank you. Especially from the ladies over here. Uh, Baron Lane says, glad to be catching you live. Matt and I made love, but I couldn't deal with his silver bullet mono mouth, so I had to drop him like an immigrant kid at the border. Later, <laughs> uh, This poll I see from Gravis, I only see one recently. It's got tester plus eight. Uh, margin, of eight margin of error of four and a half. That's a pretty large margin of error. So uh, I'm still on record. Tester's not going to win. I'll be surprised. Ashar says, it's everyone's favorite anime villain, your boy Shar. I'm not interested in the Space Force until the let me have a big red mobile suit like my namesake. Hmm. Thank you, Ashar. Thank you. Carl Bunt, let's just do a few more. Question number two, I watched Nicole Arbor on Crowder and thought she was hilarious. Could it be uh, was re- that that was really funny or that she's just nice to look at? Um, I mean, she's pretty hot. I actually thought that interview was unwatchable. I, I got like 10 minutes through it and I was like, I'm out. I, uh, she's, she's, um, I, she's yeah. a fox. Yeah, but I, I don't want to listen to her talk for like 45 minutes. Yeah. I, uh, and generally, like, she can have moments comedically, but overall, I don't think she's super funny. Yeah, women are funny. Um, Notes Behind the Bar says, hey guys, going through a tough time with my life, my wife, me, ugh, my wife leaving me. Sorry, man. Hmm. And Sorry my favorite podcast duo always helps. On a related note, Matt, sorry for giving you mono blonde. Here's some change for your honeymoon. Man, I'm sorry. Better times ahead. Though. Hopefully so. And and thanks for tuning in. I hope. She was probably a bitch anyway. Um, not super helpful. That that was not. <laughs> uh, Agent Flippy, that alien wolf thing is the exact reason for Space Force. Yeah, exactly. Kondrathi, check out the compelling video for hashtag walkaway campaign if you haven't seen it. Mm. Dems getting red pilled as mainstream. I don't know this. I've not heard of this. I'll check it out. Uh, let me or just send me an email if you got the link. Two more right now. Redicus, who gets the gold medal in pearl clutching this week? I'm going to have to say um, Morning Joe. Oh, you think Joe Joe was more clutchy yeah, than... Uh, marched them to the showers and then they, and then they never, never come back. back. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking <laughs> what about? Kids, what kids didn't come back? No, it's to me though, it's got to be, how dare you, man? Because he said it like eight times. And then of course, at the end, the, the way he was gesturing, like... This never happened under previous administrations. Yeah, it was it was a little more animated. Um I gotta give him the 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 
performance award. Okay, all right. Um, last one yeah. for right now is Spencer Vett. Get sticks on as a surprise guest. It's probably time for our, our quarterly sticks yeah. um, appearance. Also, I thought of making love with Matt, but then realized he's very promiscuous with his fans. Glad <laughs> I did. He has mono from an AIDS-weakened immune system. He does have double mono, triple AIDS. I just call mono AIDS Jr. That's basically <laughs> how I feel. All right, we'll circle back to this. AIDS light. <laughs> AIDS light. Yeah. All right, so uh, so of course in news nobody cares about because it was totally it was just covered up, not covered up but just overshadowed. I guess nobody talked about it this week. Yeah, I cared way more about this stuff five months ago. See, I've never been more intrigued about the FBI. I know I couldn't believe you had this in the outline. I'm like, why do you why do you care? Because because the case is now becoming more substantial. I mean, it's not like it was. Yes, but we're not getting any new information. We knew all of this months ago. Oh, but, yeah, but now we're getting the name. Like in this case, we're getting the names and we know what he worked yeah, on. Are there any indictments? If there aren't any indictments, then I don't really give a shit about any of this. It's well, like, I, don't know if the, I don't know if there's an allegation of criminal activity in the case of these, ah! this particular guy. It's just he was politically biased working on, the prose- working on a case that could potentially prosecute the president of the United States. But. Yeah, I think that he was probably involved in the FISA application as well. Um, and I think that he was also involved in the procurement of the Steele dossier. All of these are felonies. So the... What's going on with Peter Strzok first? Uh, Peter Strzok of Will Stop Him or Will Stop It fame. There's not too much to know about this story, but last Friday, so that would be Friday the 15th, Peter Strzok was uh, reportedly escorted from the FBI building as part of ongoing internal proceedings at the Bureau on his conduct, according to a source familiar with the matter. But according to that same source, as of Tuesday, Strzok is still an FBI employee. So just something's going on. They're moving Strzok around. They're doing stuff with him. We don't know exactly what, but it appears that things are moving and shaking. Uh, what's, what's this background stuff about here? Oh, I just wanted to. Okay, so I thought this was a really good summary of everything that he was involved in. So I just wanted to oh, sure. say, okay, he was chief of the FBI's counterespionage section and number two in the FBI's counterintelligence division. We, we knew all this, but I just wanted to say it again. He led the team of investigators in the Clinton classified email probe and led the FBI investigation into alleged r- Russian interference in the election. He was involved in the controversial, controversial anti-Trump Steele dossier used in part to obtain multiple secret wiretaps. He was the one who interviewed Trump advisor, Michael Flynn, who pled guilty to lying to the FBI only to later learn that the agents didn't uh, reportedly think he had lied. And Strzok was the top FBI agent appointed to work on the team of special counsel Robert Mueller to investigate alleged Trump-Russia collusion. Yet you still think that these are separate investigations and then the Mueller investigation has nothing to do with all of this. Wait, has nothing to do with what? I mean, Strzok was, he was the agent appointed to work to work on this like like i just don't oh, understand sure. I think, I think everything's the... so intertwined there i feel like if there's bias it's permeated to all levels of the invest- well, of every investigation. The previous questions too are you can grant that we have one apparently quite bad apple in peter struck but previously yeah. we, did, we, we didn't know about this klein smith fellow we didn't know about uh what are they are these are they, are they lovers too? I don't. Moyer I couldn't substantiate that. I saw some memes that they were lovers too. Point is, you're to make the case that there's like systemic bias within the FBI. You're going to have to go beyond Strzok, right? Of course, but I we're also getting, don't want Strzok to end up being a patsy because what we have here is a pattern of bias within the FBI involving sure. Comey up to the highest level. Andrew McCabe was clearly involved. What about uh, Bruce and Nellie Orr? Nellie Orr was uh, yeah. employed at I mean, Fusion the, GPS. That 
I mean, this is all interconnected. There's clearly a climate of bias at the well, FBI. And the, and the more the more names that you can that you can apply direct evidence to, the more intriguing the case is going to become. Like, I'm not going to accept shame for for having skepticism to past incomplete cases. We don't necessarily know exactly what's going to happen here either. But of course, I'm going to, as, as evidence builds, I'm going to become more and more intrigued. I'm not going to accept shame for that either. Oh, I'm becoming increasingly less intrigued yeah. because nothing is happening legally. So I'm like, well, what's even the point of all this? Hmm. Like the Horowitz report was just a big, I mean, I'm not saying there was nothing in it, but there was nothing in it. There were no new themes. I wasn't like, wow, this is shocking new information that surprises me in my very core. I'm like, yeah, everybody knew that this is what was happening. Are you going to prosecute anybody or not? Well, we now, uh, we've gone through, through some of those text messages in the IG report last week. And, um, and now we know, at least according to one member of the House, two of these five FBI agents who were engaging in these anti-Trump slash pro-Clinton uh, messages uh, uh, in work-related IMs and texts. So according to uh, this House member, um, what's his name? Mark Meadows? Mark Meadows, yeah. So we have to rely on Mark Meadows here. This is not something we can. This this is all per the Mark it Meadows was, testimony. It was per the hearing, but from, and he asked Horowitz, and Horowitz refused to answer. Right. So so we kind of just have to rely. Right. Okay. Uh, so according to Meadows, the, uh, two of those five agents are agents Kevin Kleinsmith and Sally Moyer. Both were assigned to the FBI's Hillary email investigation. Kle Kleinsmith later worked as a top lawyer on the original Trump-Russia investigation and the subsequent Mueller probe. He was on the Mueller investigation until February of this year. So th this oh is a guy God. who's been on there quite recently. And uh, so Kleinsmith sent a number of pro-Clinton, anti-Trump political messages over the FBI's computer system. Um, that raised concern about, concerns about political bias. He was removed from the Mueller investigation in February, as I said, after Horowitz provided Mueller with those messages. Um, Horowitz tells, uh, testified before Congress that the FBI is withholding the names of the other rogue agents from Congress and the public because they work on counterintelligence, or so says the FBI. But just to give you a, a reminder, I know we went through these last week, but this Kleinsmith guy, who again was working on the Mueller probe until February. Oh, and I did want to correct myself. When we talked about this last week, um, I was under the impression that these were correspondence between Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. Yes, yeah, yeah, but that, that turned out not turned to be, out to be incorrect. It's yeah. with Sally Moyer and um, Kleinsmith. Yeah. Yes. So, just a few things that that were said uh, after the election. I am numb. I am so stressed about what I could have done differently. That implies uh, intent to me. What about you? I mean, that one's a little. I mean, that could to me that could mean more things. Uh, like I could have volunteered more. Like that's a little less damning than Struck's statement of will stop it i think that's so damning what i could have done differently the implication there is that he had the power to to stop this and failed yeah i i think uh i i think there's a spectrum of readings on that like i don't think you can read that and say i intended to use the power of the s the fbi to stop this and i didn't I, that's a, a reading but i don't think it's the only plausible reading <sighs> Uh, the Clinton email case reopening broke the momentum uh, and uh, would in, uh, initiate the destruction of the Republic. He said, um, I just can't imagine the systematic disassembly of the progress we made over the last eight years. ACA is gone. Who knows if the rhetoric about deporting people walls on like crap is true. I honestly feel 
There's going to be a lot more gun issues too. The crazies won finally in the Tea Party on steroids, and the GOP is going to be lost. And uh, they have to deal with an incumbent in four years. We have to fight this again. Also, Pence is stupid. Viva la resistance. Kevin Kleinsmith. You know, we used to execute people for stuff like that. <laughs> we used to execute people for saying, how dare you, three times simultaneously. <laughs> you only get two. This is treasonous shit. This is a deep state coup, and these people deserve to be executed. It's a bad luck. It's a bad luck for sure. Uh, that's all I had to say on this, though. Did you? Have, I saw you had more in the notes here. Oh no, it was just. Uh, it's, it's not super important. You would mostly said everything. That you were okay, so you know, just just something to keep an eye on the the idea that there is um, that there is political bias and motive behind the Mueller probe and a, and a wide variety of um, of FBI investigations unfolds a little bit. Nothing's going to happen. I've totally lost faith that. That anything's gonna happen they just let everybody retire they at least have paid for tire quietly Listen, um there was a down syndrome child at the border okay <laughs> how absolutely dare you what is how absolutely dare you i don't even know what that means i mean heads need to roll for this hmm. and it's just not happening quickly enough people are on fire about it i mean people have lost faith in the fbi as an institution i uh yeah, yeah, I, I would say that my opinion now, as compared to like two years ago, is way, way down. I, I, I don't trust the FBI at all, to be honest. I don't know how you could, given, given these last couple of years. I mean, what do you think should happen to these people? I, I'm not keen enough on what the laws are that they are that they've supposedly broken. I, I don't, I don't have a, a keen enough legal knowledge to, to know what should happen to them or not. Okay. But, but but to the just the layman question of should people with this flagrant of political bias be enforcing federal law? No, absolutely not. Obviously, we need, if not better selection of agents, better training of agents, something. Do we even need the FBI? Uh, sure. I, I mean, why? The, why? Why do we need the FBI? The what rank do they and do? file, Mo rank and file FBI. Okay, Sean Hannity. D I mean, the question is, do we need to enforce federal law? Yeah, absolutely, we do. Do we yeah, need but I this mean, FBI? What does the FBI do that that? you know, is so super essential that we can't just abolish the FBI. Privatize. Yeah. Um, mercenary force. <laughs> no, no mercenaries. Get <laughs> down, Caesar. No, Fine, but I whatever. think, um, no, I mean, I think the role of federal police is certainly within, within uh, anybody's view of appropriate government generally, even if you're a very small government person. I think, uh, unless you're an anarchist, I guess. But I think this particular FBI, the way it's being run now, no, certainly not. I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about the FBI overall to say whether they are a asset or um or a liability presently. But I certainly view their role as necessary, even if they're Frank sucking it. hard right now. Sucking hard. Yeah. I guess we should talk about this shooting that nobody heard about. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't even know anything about this. This is all news to me. Um, I don't even, I think I saw this on like poll gabbed it or something like that. Um, but I, 22 people were, were injured in this shooting. 17 were shot. This is in Trenton, New Jersey. One was killed. It was the shooter. So, uh, the authority said the shooting appeared to be gang related that 22 people were injured. 17 were shot. And then the others hurt were hurt by being trampled. It happened just before 3am last Sunday. So I guess it would be Monday morning. Um, at a 24 hour art festival in Trenton, New Jersey, which is a, Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> um, apparently, Art All Night itself does not appear to be the target. All indications are that this was a dispute between individuals that occurred 
um, authorities say. There was a report that the mood inside the venue had been changing. Uh, so I guess they were trying to get people out because there was some hostility brewing. People were starting to kind of yell at each other. There were some physical altercations that happened both inside and outside the venue. Um, and then shots started to be fired. So I'm amazed that nobody besides one of the shooters was killed. There were two shooters. Yeah. Um, Do we know what weapons they were using? I don't presumably handguns of sorts, but it didn't say in this article, this New York times article that nobody read. Uh, the person who was killed Tahej Tahej Wells and the other guy's name was Amir, Amir Armstrong, uh, was believed to have been shot dead by the police and was one of multiple gunmen. One was hospitalized in critical condition and another, uh, Amir Armstrong was arrested on weapons charges. So yeah, I mean, I can't believe that, more people weren't injured. 17 people shot and the only fatality was one of the shooters. There's no way he used an AR-15 or they used an AR-15. Else this would have been, yeah. There was a lot of people that got shot in the leg. Pistol, handgun. Okay, so multiple weapons were recovered from the scene, including a handgun with an extended capacity magazine that could hold, oh, get this, that could hold more ammunition than permitted under state law. Well, how the hell did he have a magazine that was larger than permitted under state law? No. And that made them all disappear. Okay, so it sounds like handguns. I mean, I get the. I guess the real story here is why did nobody hear about this? Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Theorize. I mean, obviously because this was gang related, because the guns were obtained illegally, um, presumably, right? Well, uh, well, at least we know that one of the, the gun attachments, the magazine itself, was illegal. I, I don't know if the guns were illegally possessed or not, but... Um, I think Jersey's pretty strict on gun control. So it was in a state with, with a lot of gun control um, and because they were black. So it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't yeah. fit the... doesn't fit my white AR-15 <laughs> wielding... Hold my vegan kebab. Yeah. It, yeah. That's exactly exactly why. So this was... Nobody heard about this. This was a massive shooting. Massive. Yeah, that's <laughs> quite, uh, I mean, uh, just 22 injured. How many were trampling, you said? I think five. Okay, so we're talking about 17, 16, 17 yeah. firearm injuries. Mm-hmm. And that includes the fatality of the shooter. But yeah. still, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> you'd think that would be national news. And obviously it was in the New York Times, so to some extent, it, although, the New York Times categorized this under New York region. They didn't put this under national news. Oh, that's a, that's real convenient, isn't it? Huh. Huh. Interesting. Incredible. It's just incredible. Well, they need more. Um, they need more gun control. Yes. Wait. Oh, they did yeah. speak to a, a Moms Demand Action representative. And I think in that New York sense. Times article, they they or one of the other articles I read, um, said something about like this just goes to show how much. Or brings more attention to uh, to gun crimes and you know some leftist yeah, yeah. talking point. Uh, it's like no, this is gang violence. Are we going to have a real discussion about homicide and race and gun violence? Are are we going to do that? I guess no, not. Just take away all the guns. Yeah, really. I mean, if this had been a white person, this would have been wall to wall coverage for days on every leftist outlet. But instead I get one regional New York times article that nobody fucking reads. Hmm. You want to talk about Bill Maher? I guess so. We got a bunch of super chats. Okay. We can crank out a couple. 
Okay, uh, Steel and Souls 15, first live show since you guys make my Mondays more enjoyable. So thanks. On a serious note, how long are we going to let Maxine Waters and others call for violence against conservatives before somebody bites back? We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Maxine Waters is like two degrees shy of of inciting like civil war. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Her rhetoric, it's the most extreme rhetoric I think I've heard from her. This, this yeah, I think this one's, I think this is probably the worst thing she's ever said that yeah. I can recall. Yeah, definitely. Uh, liberative, Trump made a lip service executive order so Schumer can't say he did nothing while doing nothing himself. Now Schumer has to be actively against fixing the problem. That's true, but I think it it was it created the appearance of acquiescence, which is always a weakness. I think he should have just been like, nope, I'm not doing anything about this. We're just going to continue enforcing the law. And something I didn't mention earlier, um, this should be a deterrent. Family separation should be a deterrent for illegal boarding, border crossings. It's like it, these people should be like, oh, I'm going to get separated from my family. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Well, I saw some I saw some interviews at the border on NBC, I think, where they were talking to people who were thinking about crossing the border and said, nope, I'm not going to do it now as a result of learning of this. Good. I, I don't know. I mean, I know some people have some moral issues with that. Um, I don't know where I stand on that, whether you should consider it a deterrent or not. It, it's interesting that this was not conceived as a deterrent. This was conceived as a humanitarian solution. But uh, but it, for, it's, it, based on the anecdotal evidence in that interview piece I saw, people were like, nope, I'm going home instead. Good. That's what they should be doing. They should be like, oh, I can't get into the country. I'm, I'm just not even going to bother trying. Uh, Cynic Spears, have you guys heard of the new Pitts protest? A cop shot 17-year-old three times in the back and it's barely getting any news coverage. No. So what happened there, as I understand, there was a shooting in Pittsburgh. And again, it's a unarmed. It's a, so I haven't looked into it in detail to figure out exactly where I stand on this. But it is being labeled, you know, black black youth, unarmed black youth shot by police. Now, the footage I've seen did show this black teen running away and being shot in the back. But what, what happened ha before that? Well, what happened before that was, uh, was a drive-by. This car was involved in a drive-by shooting. And 15 minutes later, the police officers pull it over. It seems very, there's a very high degree of confidence this was, in fact, the car that was involved in the drive-by shooting. And, in fact, there were, I think, two handguns in the back seat. And then he fled from police. And then he ran away from, him and, him and a friend both ran away. One escaped, one uh, at least as of a few days ago, was still unaccounted for. And then the other was shot in the back. So as a technical matter, was he running away and was he shot and was he unarmed at the time of the shooting? Yes. Is it, uh, was he innocent of, of all wrongdoing? Does not appear so at all. As always, you need more information than the amount of, so this, there was footage of this, of him getting shot, right? Yes. Yeah. The shooting, it, there is footage of the shooting. Yikes. Um, thank you for that. Evan says, Blonde, congrats on your upcoming nuptials. Will it be a Betazoid ceremony? No, we will be wearing clothes. Live long hmm. and prosper with six children. I hope so. Is that a Star Trek reference? It is. Oh. Deanna Troy is a worthless character. She can sense emotions, but she's always saying really obvious stuff. Like, I can see that you're sad. It's like, yeah, you don't care about this. Why am I telling you? That? I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, Richard Pierce, we keep joking about how Dems will lose big in November, but I'm nervous they're motivated and very active, and the media is inciting fear. Emotion always, almost always wins elections. I'm worried. You know, I am not very worried about it because uh, they're doing all the same stuff they were doing last time, and their polling is still inaccurate. I just think yeah. the same thing's going I just, I think your average American looks and says, all right, so you know, more stable job options for me, paychecks generally rising. 
a guy who might be a little ha- heavy-handed but is aiming to secure the border, good enough for me. Yep. Then they're not noisy and they're not in the streets. Yep. Yeah. They're not harassing people at dinner, but I do believe that's a, an electorally sizable portion of the country. Um, and this stuff really pisses people off, like having their day-to-day lives negatively affected or being ostracized. Oh, yeah. This this way. harassment of um, Kristen Nielsen. Now, Sarah, yeah. Sarah Sanders was kicked out of a yeah, business this weekend, it. too. That's not really harassment, per se. But but the treatment of Kristen Nielsen, we're going to find you at restaurants. We're going to go to your house and yell at you outside of your house. This harassment stuff will really piss me off and a lot oh, of yeah. other people off, too. Yeah, totally. Uh, Filbert 53 Rogers, no note. Thank you, sir. Redicus says, fuck the catapult, bring on the gulag. I want all pearl clutchers on the firing line. <laughs> I kind of How mad. dare you before he's blown away? How absolute. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Meg 18, great show as always. CNN just reported a child went missing. They ended up finding him back in Mexico. Um, HHS saying they can't stop anyone leaving. Where's gulag or Japanese internment camp ever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like Nazi Germany. Just where there was like free to leave at any time sign free to go back home whenever you want sign. Yeah. Uh, dildo, dildo swagons. Matt has mono. Ben Shapiro's ass has mono coincidence. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, uh, let's just do two more. Let's do three more right now. Redicus. At least I was, at least I was uh, pitching and not catching in that scenario. It's a little better. Your parents watch this. You know that? I think so. So I'm told. <laughs> Uh, Redica says these bastards are standing on these kids to perpetuate falsehood falsehoods. This is the same as the time Pierce Morgan was standing on the grave of Sandy Hook students. I don't give two shit about the kids. <laughs> the, the, I, I agree that these children are largely political pawns. I mean, the, the, the irony that they care, they claim to care so much to be the great guardians of the children. They're just stomping all over children. They're just the building time. a pile of children to stand on top of for yeah, their exactly. political purposes. Uh, thank you for that. Recent Evil says, Rachel Maddow, fakest emotional moment since Kathy Griffin's He Broke Me press conference. <laughs> I forgot about that. It was like a year ago. Uh, and a big donation from Maria Jameson, our new BB. Thank you so much. She says, Corey Lewandowski is my hero. Me too, Maria. <laughs> um, all right, we're good for now. We'll circle back. Our new BB. That's a shot at BB. Oh, yeah. No, we still love you, BB. You, you helped the show out a ton. I didn't mean to, to slight you. We don't ditch BB that easily. All right. So, uh, so when last we spoke uh, last week, Bill Maher had um, had said, and I, at least I was a, I wasn't sympathetic, but at least you could say he said it off the cuff. He was he he obviously did not think about this very much before he said it. What he said was, look at this point, I'm hoping for a recession because that will mean Trump gets booted from office. And that's a comment that's obviously very worthy of criticism. You're hoping for the country to fail so that you can be politically right. And everybody, including a lot of people on the left, ripped him for that. Now, he had a week to think about it. He could have just moved on, you know, whatever. Bill Maher is usually of the double down, dig my heels in kind of kind of persuasion. So I'm not surprised that he did. I am surprised how much thought he put into it and the length that he went to. So yeah. During his um, new rules segment to close the show, he took time to address that controversy specifically. Now, he doubled down. <laughs> this is it's truly ironic, saying those who cr- are criticizing him, quote, need perspective because a recession is a survivable event, but, uh, uh, but the Trump presidency is not. So to reiterate, anyone who disagrees with Bill Maher 
and would like to see a successful presidency and a successful country needs a lesson in perspective. That's, That's my... rich coming from him. That pompous. I could barely get through this clip. I just wanted to punch him in the face. Oh, and also he hopes Mike Cernovich dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other part of this segment. So here's Bill on Friday. And finally, new rule. Anyone who went apeshit the last two weeks because I said going through a recession would be worth it if it undermined Trump's popularity has to enroll in college and take a course in perspective. A recession is a survivable event. What Trump is doing to this country is not. Oh, 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 exactly. Seals, man. Democracy is about to go the way of the dinosaurs because we've been taken over by a dodo bird. The United States has survived 47 recessions in all. And since the Great Depression, we've never gone more than 10 years without one. Another recession is coming. Not because I'm rooting for it, because someone... <laughs> Someone passed a giant tax giveaway to the rich that added trillions to the debt and started a trade war for no reason and deliberately sabotaged the Affordable Care Act and rolled back the rules for banks so they can once again gamble with our money. Those are actual policies from men with real power. As opposed to me, who just made a wish. Mike Cernovich said, suicides increase during recessions. Bill Moore wants people to die. <laughs> Yes, specifically Mike Cernovich. <laughs> I want him to put his head in the oven so starving kids confuse it for food. No, I don't want that. What? I don't know who the fuck you are, Mike Cernovich, but... <laughs> I want you to live a long, healthy life and get the help you so desperately need. But this accusing me of wanting people to starve and die is pretty rich coming from the party that has never been shy about actually enacting policies that starve and kill people. What? You're going to have to be more specific, Bill Maher. <laughs> All right. So, um, to his point, the country has survived 47 recessions. We've also survived dozens of wars, hundreds of or thousands of natural disasters. Uh, we've had outbreaks of disease. Why would you hope for any of these? Like those are all survivable events. Merely being survivable does not make them desirable. And the right. difference I mean, between, technically, the Great Plague was survivable because yeah. people, you know, derived it. Now, the difference between the policymakers he's describing, Trump included, and him is that the policymakers are wishing for prosperity and yeah. aiming for prosperity, yeah. whereas Bill Maher is explicitly, specifically hoping for failure. Yeah. Those aren't the same thing. Now, you might d disagree and say, I think those policies are going to lead to trouble, mm -hmm. to bad times. doesn't mean the people designing them are aiming for that and hoping for that. That's a key distinction. Okay. Now, so the point on Mike Cernovich's death. Like, I get it. You're making a joke, whatever. That's fine. I didn't get it. Show. I didn't get the joke. I, am I retarded? Yeah, stick your head in the oven and feed starving children. I, I didn't get it. But, um, uh, so the whole point, in the live chat explain this to me. I feel pretty his, his whole criticism of Cernovich is that Cernovich's take is flawed and that it takes an unsupported leap from hoping for economic, uh, bad economic outcome to hoping for death. It makes a leap there. Cernovich's tweet. But that's exactly what Bill does pushing back. That's the exact same leap Bill uses when he turns it around. He says about Republicans, it's pretty rich coming from the party that has never been shy about enacting policies that starve and kill people. It's, it's, my question is exactly what you said. What are these policies? I need you yeah, to name them. Tell. Yeah. 
I think it's pretty naive to think only government is the bringer of food and security right. and only happiness. Would think that. Oh no, without the government, it's it's starvation and it's it's you know security problems. Okay. So they're saying it's it's like a, a Jew joke, like putting heads in, in the oven or something. But what about the starving, eating the... Yeah, I don't I, get it. I don't get it. I'm not... Okay. I'm sorry, live chat. I don't know. I think yeah. his delivery was poor. I don't, I don't know that anybody really... I mean, the, the whole point is like he's ripping Cernovich for saying, yeah, you're jumping from I hope for this to I hope for death. Mm. But then he turns around and says, yeah, by doing this, the Republicans are hoping for death. Hoping for death, right? Yeah. yeah. He has no self-awareness. Um, I wish he would have defended himself with such fury after this N-word incident. Yes, and I would have supported him. Yeah. This is one such case where it's like, mm, no, you should probably hope for the country to do well, even if you have to go, oh, guess I got that one, guess I get, uh, got that one wrong, but I'm happy that everybody's doing well and they have good jobs that are well-paying. Right, and it's, it's such hyperbole to say that we would, we're not going to survive this presidency. What is he <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised he doubled down on that. Like there's such a lack of faith in the American system. Right. It's like the beauty of the American system. The reason you should keep executive power limited is because it doesn't matter that much who the president is at the end of the day and the country will survive. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're up there advocating for more power for the federal government. Put the federal government in charge of food and all security and in charge of everything to make sure that your day-to-day -day life is happy. But by the way, if the guy that I get in, that I don't like gets into power, it's the end of the world and the whole system's yeah. gonna collapse. Well, stop building a system that's so centralized that it matters that much. But it totally worked for the Soviet Union. <sighs> it's just... Bill, Bill's just completely out of touch. Yeah, he's totally out of touch. And, and that was, ironically, an entire monologue about how not out of touch he is. Yeah. He had, he had an entire section about you that. You guys need perspective. Okay, I I'm okay, sure though. I do. Tell me more from your L.A. fancy apartment with all the guys with guns and security. Right. And, and just. And what up. is his net worth? He makes the claim that it's not $100 million. I'm going to look Yeah, because Alex Jones, he, he talked about Alex Jones. And... Alex Jones said he was worth $100 million, and Bill Maher said, I'm not. And then I Googled Bill Maher net worth, and the first result says $100 million. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm getting, too. Yeah. Um, wow. This one says $30 million. Okay. I mean, but either way, even if it's still, $30 you know, million. That's a, that's a lot of money. I don't, you know, begrudge somebody for being extremely wealthy. Um, no, of course not. But it does lend to losing touch with middle-class Americans. And that's clearly I, what's happened to Bill Maher. Yeah. I begrudge him for looking down upon people of more modest means and telling them how they need to look out for themselves better, basically. Or how, that they need yeah. more perspective. Yes. Or that they need more perspective. Exactly. Right. I mean, the fact of the matter is that somebody with that level of hyper wealth is just going to be far less affected by a recession than your average American. Yeah. And that's what makes him out of touch about this. Yeah. You want to talk about the Democrats? Never, but I guess I will. <laughs> this Richard Painter ad. So, it's so cringy. I don't want to watch there's it. A, there's, a, there's, a Senate, there's, there's a couple Senate elections in Minnesota this year. One of them is a special election, of course, because Al Franken got me too'd. And so Tina Smith is, is now the fill-in serving at the appointment of the governor. But all the Democrats are challenging. There's, there's Tina Smith... Who's, who's the incumbent right now. There's this Richard Painter guy who's a former White House ethics lawyer under Bush. And there are four other declared Democrats in this primary. Uh, so Smith, or a, a Painter puts out this ad and it's about a dumpster fire. Oh and it's just him talking. 
in front of a dumpster fire about how he's the one to put out the dumpster fire. Uh, just, we'll just play it. Some people see a dumpster fire and do nothing but watch the spectacle. Some are too scared to face the danger. Or they think it will benefit them if they just let it keep on burning. Others shrug and say, Oh, all this talk of a dumpster fire, it's just fake news. There is an inferno raging in Washington. <laughs> but here in the land of 10,000 lakes, we know how to put out a fire. I am Richard Painter, <laughs> and I approve of this message. Oh, God, I just can't even believe it's real. Now, okay, so the, one of the top comments on the YouTube, on his official upload of this, his channel, one of the top comments, Richard Painter looks like the human version of a Team America puppet. <laughs> and I thought, he has, I don't want to laugh too hard, because I i don't know anything about Richard Painter. Seems like he has to have a disease of some kind or something. I don't know. Maybe he had a stroke or something. So I looked it up. In July 2015, Painter was diagnosed with shingles and Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, leaving his face partially paralyzed. Oh, we are dicks. So that's, I mean, look, listen, we're not the only ones on the internet laughing at this ad, but I do want people to be forewarned. He does have some kind of facial paralysis issue. So when I showed this to my fiance, he was like, this guy looks and sounds like a cartoon pig. (laughs) <laughs> and I thought that was really accurate. I mean, wish I would have thought of it myself. He's running for office. Like he made the decision to run for office. All right. Like you got a condition. I get it. I, I don't want to be too mean about it, but I also reserve the right to laugh a little bit and I'm going to. It's a ridiculous ad. It looks right. like it's a parody. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> did you look into this Pennsylvania state rep at all? Um, just what's in the outline. All right. So there's, the, I've never heard of this guy. His name's Brian Sims. He's a state rep in Pennsylvania. Get out of here, Richard Painter. Get him off the street. What a waste of a beard. I know, quality beard. Quality beard. He's also, I presume, he's actually gay, too. There it is. um, So you you have no hope with Brian Sims. Oh, no. Yeah. Brian Sims is a state rep in Pennsylvania. Apparently, um, Mike Pence was coming to visit Philadelphia this last week. So Brian Sims posts to Twitter this, uh, if you're listening, it's just this image of him very enthusiastically giving the camera the middle finger. It says, official welcome, Mike Pence. Let me be the, the first to officially welcome you to the city of brotherly love into my district. We're a city of soaring diversity. We believe in the power of all people, black, brown, queer, trans, atheist, and immigrant, but not the whites like me. <laughs> <laughs> so get bent and then get out. Mm. This is just because the vice president is is visiting. Get bent and get out. Now, so he's super gay. This is a double waste of a beard. Yeah, he describes himself. His bio says um, he is an LGBTQ activist. He's Ugh. a civil rights attorney, college football fanatic, RuPaul's Drag Race fanatic, and a Little Mermaid enthusiast. Now the thread is hilarious, uh, including a top reply from this guy, Stephen Smith. Uh, this, this guy's a congressman from Georgia. <laughs> he says, I'm going to eat at Chick-fil-A in your honor, my friend. <laughs> and it's, you know, 5,000 likes on that. Good. And of course, Brian Sims getting all pissy in response. Bigotry isn't funny or cute, representative. Using it as such a flippant and callous way is gross. Shame on you. Shame. How dare you? How Shame. dare you? How, How absolutely, absolutely dare you? 
Anyway, uh, sorry to disappoint you, but I don't care who you have sex with. Grow up. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want a fun time, check out the replies to Brian Sims comment here. But just step back and realize that we we live in a world where this is like this politician's biggest claim to fame is the vice president comes to town. He goes, yeah, fuck you. Get bent and get out of here. And everyone's like, oh, so it's courage. So brave. You're so what brave. a statesman. Stunning and brave. Yeah. I'm so glad he represents me. I'll vote for him again because he told Mike Pence to go fuck himself. What? Yeah. What is okay? Somebody needs Wait, to explain where is he to me. From? He's from Philadelphia. What oh. the hell has Mike Pence ever done? It's like Mike Pence has a general belief that uh, that homosexuality is like not something to be encouraged. That's basically. Mike Pence's entire crime and he deserves this level. He's the vice president of the damn country. Like, don't you, can't you put us, put your love of country ahead of your personal hatred or dislike? Of course These people don't love this country. Of course they hate this country. I mean, we believe, we believe in the power of all people, black, brown, queer, trans, atheists, and immigrants. The implication being Mike Pence doesn't, but again, notice who's excluded. The Christians are excluded. White people are excluded. Straight people are excluded. Fine. You know, okay. it's Pride Weekend here. And it it's is Pride Month. No, but it's it's the parade and everything mm. today. It is a freak show out there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like I, I was just out? walking around today, like, what is this world? If you take anybody from middle America and drop them into Seattle on Pride Weekend, they're like, I'm out. I'm Yeah, I'm out I don't want to see it. Yeah. I I have no interest in and that. And so many little kids. <sighs> Surprised you had uh, enough enthusiasm to do the show after such a thing. Yeah, I'm emotionally exhausted and I, I pretty much hate life, but I'm here. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's get Maxine Waters in here to okay. fix that up. Okay, so Maxine Waters was at a toy drive outside the Wilshire Federal Building in L.A. on Saturday, yesterday. In this little snippet, this speech she gave, she celebrated the harassment of DHS Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. Remember, so I spoke about this in video. I haven't watched your video yet. Maybe you spoke about this a little bit, but... No, uh, but DHS secretary Kirsten Nielsen was at dinner this week in a Mexican restaurant. All these leftists went in and Searcy shamed her until she left. Then they went to her house and they played audio loudly into her house. And then they yelled at her when she's going to work. This is harassment stuff. Okay. It's not just protest. It's like finding someone on her personal time and harassing her. And this is the new thing to be celebrated. And Maxine Waters is calling for more of it. So she celebrated the refusal to serve Sarah Sanders, as we mentioned at a, at a business this weekend. She called for more harassment of cabinet cabinet members, including at their homes, saying, quote, no peace, no sleep. Don't let them sleep at their homes over right. your political this is a winning strategy. Right. Okay, so this is Maxine Waters on uh, on Saturday. Now we're going to insist on it. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Already, you have members of your cabinet uh, that are being booed out of restaurants. Who have protesters taking up at their house. Who's saying no peace, no sleep. No peace, no sleep. And guess what? We're going to win this battle because while you try and quote the Bible, Jeff Sessions and others, you really don't know the Bible. God is on our side. On the side of the children. 
on the side of what's right, on the side of what's honorable, on the side of understanding that if we can't protect the children, we can't protect anybody. And so let's stay the course. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. You tell them they're not welcome? Jesus this Christ. This is playing with fire. Because I'm going to tell you how this is going to play out. People on the right, they're armed, and a lot of them, a lot of them are firearm experts. And it just takes one crazy person to try to get into their house. They're going to get shot and killed. That's what's going to happen here. This is the, 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 there's such a fine line between doing this and and getting assaulted. She's advocating harassing people at their homes. I mean, let's make no yeah. This is not just let's protest. Let's make our voices heard. Let's uh, let's 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 address these public officials at their place of of work which is you know in their official capacity no it's find them at their homes and interrupt don't let them sleep fine okay let's do this let's fucking do this it's uh, any further and she is going to get herself into serious trouble any further that is showing up at your house at your house i mean can you imagine if you walked outside you had a leftist mob threatening violence yeah i'd call the cops immediately yeah, and then what if you were in a place where the cops didn't do anything? If you like sprayed then bullets, I t- that yeah, crowd, then I, I would understand. Well, I, I would definitely go uh, Clint Eastwood at that point. The whole get off my lawn bit. Yeah. If the cops refused. Yeah, I mean, th- 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 we are getting dangerously close to people having to resort to vigilante justice. And Maxine Waters is openly inciting it. I yeah. mean, uh, think Show about this too. Mom. This is this is the tolerance team. Make sure when you not when you see them like you know. And again, at their at their official place of duty or anything like that. When you just see them in a private capacity as private citizens at a gas station or at a restaurant, make sure to let them know they're not welcome. I mean, what the hell are you talking? They're not in one you other can context. Play this game anyway. Make sure to let people who don't agree with you know they're not welcome. They act like no right wingers have businesses. <laughs> yeah, it's. First off, who the hell are you to tell someone at another person's business whether they're welcome or not? That's the thing right. that irritates me about the whole Kristen Nielsen thing. We saw it with Milo at a um, at a New York City bar earlier. It's like the owner will decide if this person is welcome or not. Not you. You don't get to say you're not welcome. Shame. Sure. This is not your property. It is um, not your decision whether they're welcome or not. To clarify, the real problem I have with this, I mean, it's all really bad, but the showing up to people's houses, that's when there's going to be there's going to be violence. No, I agree. It's, it's definitely very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And I would imagine all these cabinet members have armed security at their homes anyway. Yeah. And we saw when at Kirsten Nielsen's home, there was some sort of security presence, not allowing people to go into the, to the residence or anything. She's going to have to move. I mean, but it's just like you jackasses can't allow people the decency of just a private. And what about Peter Fonda talking about how they need to show up at people's schools and scare their children. Yeah, dude, this stuff, their children need to be raped and all this. It's like, you guys, you you want to mess around. Let's mess around, but you're picking the wrong fight. Yeah. You know what time it is? It's say time, isn't it? And 
now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product <laughs> of Trump's America hoax hate totally. crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. <laughs> it's apropos. It's always backwards and we always yeah. notice. <laughs> I mean, you, why do you think I wrote it that way? It's because it's like oh, every other God. one is fits the script. <sighs> On Tuesday. Tell us more about Jaquanda. Jaquanda Johnson hmm. takes uh, to Facebook saying her stepdad's truck in, I think it's Clio, Michigan is how it's pronounced. It's near Flint. This truck apparently has been vandalized with racist messaging in spray paint. So... Uh, she writes, so my parents woke up to this this morning. Pissed is an understatement. So as you can see in the images here, the hood of this Chevy Silverado or whatever it is has a backwards swastika. Note that all the swastikas are backwards, including the ones on the right side of the truck here, complete with a white pride slogan, misspelling white by excluding the H. You know, even if you have some down home, cousin fucking honky racist they're gonna know how to spell and draw two things one of them is white and the other one's a swastika they're gonna know how to do those things correctly if you're a real nazi who's willing to do this sort of thing presumably uh they at least they got the hard r right (laughs) on the left side of the truck yeah now do notice a few things about this alleged vandalism um on the hood of the the truck here notice how the paint looks kind of almost chalky oh so one, there are a couple of questions here. One, is it in fact spray paint? We don't know. Two, if it is spray paint, it was clearly applied after the morning dew had set. So this could not have been done overnight. This had to have been done in the morning. Hmm. It is also unclear right now if the tires were slashed or if they just had the air let out. But investigation, it looks obviously. A lot like they just had the air let out. Investigation will, uh, will clarify that. Now, Jaquanda's stepdad... <laughs> is a racial activist. Oh, is he? Tell me more. The truck prior to this incident had (laughs) these, uh, I don't know what these are, decals, whatever. They had messaging on the back of the truck. Black Panthers sticker in the the rear window. It also had uh, US is a racist shithole written on the, (laughs) written on the back gate. Oh God. Uh, the family has acknowledged this is true. So at first we were wondering, is this in fact the truck, the same truck? The family has acknowledged this is the same truck. This is, this is legitimately true. There is also a fundraiser, a GoFundMe for, um, for the, the family. It's called well, racism is real. Let's, how, much, how much were they asking for at first? Let's Tell stop us, it. Uh, I do have the archive and they were asking for $10,000 originally. <laughs> and a lot of people, myself included said one, show us the, um, the damage estimate that says $10,000 Two, you tell me you have that nice of a truck and you don't have insurance on it to cover this. We gone be rich. That's surprising. Uh, but they've since deleted all the comments <laughs> on the GoFundMe page. And why? Why? they've, where they I, they didn't explain legitimate it. scrutiny and they started, uh, they reduced the ask from $10,000 to $2,500. The GoFundMe here raised $1,400, uh, before being turned off. She turned off the fundraising. Uh, the comments are also now gone. As I said, a lot of the comments were skeptical and critical as are a lot of the Facebook comments. 
police are investigating Michigan Care, the Council on American Islamic Relations, is offering a thousand dollar reward. Uh, here's a news piece. Here's what the local news had to say uh, uh, with the, in speaking with the family. In sight this morning when a family from Clio woke up to find their truck vandalized. Jaquanda Johnson received photos from her stepfather showing the damage that had been done sometime before 9 o'clock this morning. We've blurred out some of the images, but they were of swastikas as well as a racial slur. Johnson says that her father is an activist and that he's very involved in community outreach and programs in the Flint area and often has controversial and vulgar statements often has had controversial and vulgar statements on his truck, but in the 14 years he's lived in his house, no one has come onto their property and damaged anything. They say that the negativity the family is seeing is simply heartbreaking. We're getting backlash on social media. You know, all of a sudden it's fake news. We're scammers. We're trying to take advantage of people. Uh, we did it ourselves. I don't know what the punishment or consequence is here outside of monetary, like them having to pay back for this. But I would also like something else to happen to maybe change their way of thinking. The whole intent is to start a conversation because most of... And this is the stepdad. This is the guy who owns the truck. But many of us in America have been to some degree to hate and fear the opposite especially when it comes to black and white relationships. Johnson says the police and the sheriff's office is investigating. The property was looked over for any evidence. That truck also towed away and is being checked for fingerprints. The Michigan chapter of Council on American Islamic Relations now offering a $1,000 reward for any information leading to an arrest in this case. Hmm. What a waste of time. Good grief. Now, I will say there was a ton of uh, skepticism on their Facebook page, as she was referencing. I'd say like so, 50 to 70%. Yeah. So, uh, so let, I'm still surprised that anybody automatically buys this sort of thing, but people are waking up to this. I will emphasize, as of now, don't know for sure that it's a hoax. We'll say that I will be shocked, shocked if it turns out that this was, yeah. you know, some KKK guy who did this. I, I, yeah, the, all every, those KKK folk in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> Are you people serious? Who? I can't believe it that the guy who's made a career out of racial awareness and racial activism all of a sudden has become victim to this, this hate crime that we can't verify but totally fits his narrative so that he can go talk to people some more. And by the way, he needs wow. $10,000 for some reason because he has a really nice truck that he obviously cares about and keeps very clean according to all the previous pictures, but also doesn't have insurance on it uh, for some reason. How can have someone have that much hate in their heart? <laughs> so keep an eye on it. Uh, how I suspect this will be one of those stories where, well, one of two outcomes will happen. Either the police will find out they definitely did this themselves and they'll let them away, even though say, oh, they learned their lesson and they were raising awareness about a real issue, so no charges. Or it'll just be one of those uh, we never found a suspect yeah, type really. stories. Yeah. yeah. But it drew attention to the theme of family separation. <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's a real issue that <laughs> they were wanting to discuss, so really no harm here. God, uh, what a waste of police resources, which I would imagine Flint really needs. 
I, I always wish I could hang out with the police officers assigned to investigate these. You're like, oh, God. oh God, another backwards swastika case. Son of a bitch. White pride. No. There's got to be a better job in this town. Yeah, really. <laughs> and now if it was me, I would enjoy it. If I was the cop, like I, the thing about being a police officer that I admire that I would never want to sign up for is the, is the genuine danger that they put themselves yeah. into. If you could, If you could say, hey, Matt, you'll just be specifically suspected hoax hate, hate yeah, crime really. detective. So you pro the odds of you being in, a, you know, having to kick down doors, very minimal. minimal yeah. You just, you just show it's up one job, yeah. and you get to or look at all the backwards like, swastikas and do all the reports and stuff. I should have taken that job at the water plant when I started. <laughs> I would enjoy doing this. I would enjoy, I would enjoy that job. That would be funny. <laughs> wow. I'm super depressed. That must mean the show's closing out, isn't it? Yep. It's all the stories I got. All right, let's do some super chats and, and close this out. Caesar, you're so annoying. Just stay put. I'm Josh Hahn, watching that moron go purple with rage, saying, how dare you? Reminded me of Pierce Morgan against Ben Shapiro. It was amazing. Mm. I don't know of what you speak. So way back, it's actually one of those things that really increased Ben Shapiro's profile when he was younger. He went on to Pierce Morgan's, I think it was CNN show at the time, and debated guns with him and really made Pierce look pretty bad. Oh, really? So it's it, it's it's definitely a worth worthwhile watch if you got some time. I think it's I think it was like 2012. I think it was right after Sandy Hook, like right around the time of Sandy Hook. I make one video a week, so I got all the time. Check it out. Just <laughs> Google should. Ben Shapiro, Pierce Morgan. I will. Um, Joseph Duft Kulisic says Child Protective Services would take the children away from a white American who let the children ride a thousand miles on the top of a freight train in the company of smugglers and other criminals. That's a good point and mm. true. Yeah. And no um, one would call that an atrocity. This is a say, wow, that's a hell of an irresponsible parent. Yep. Uh, Steel and souls 15. That analyst will break a nail. If he clutches his pearls any tighter, right? <laughs> man, nine, one, seven. How dare you? How absolutely dare you? Pure how comedy. Absolutely dare you. Yeah. We can thank Corey for the pure comedy. Um, anyway, congrats to Blonde on the wedding and Matt, hope you feel better soon. Thanks for the Well, thank you. And, and that is a point, as I was saying, there's, there's, there is a way to make Corey's case on more polite civil terms. However, if you do, you don't get the, how absolutely dare you reaction. These people are calling for people to show up at our homes and harass us. And you're like, we need to be more polite. Well, if optics. I'm going to, if I'm going to be fair, Zach, what's his face? It wasn't the one doing it, but I don't know. All, all I can say is there's a time for a very precise reasoned argument. And there's a time to be like STFU lol. Like there's, a, there's an appropriate <laughs> time for either. And I don't think that what Corey did in that, circumstance is really all that inappropriate because again what they're trying to do is give you a story so sad that you just have to yield and say okay okay it's sad it's sad i'm gonna cry a little you're right it's very sad all right nope. and he's saying no i don't give a shit if yeah. it's sad or not is she blind too it's not an argument down yeah. syndrome blind suckling on her mother's breast don't care womp womp <laughs> um brian coffee says matt and i once made love i put my immigrant in his detention center Blonde applauded his zero tolerance while Rachel Ma Rachel Maddow cried. This is the saddest porno I've ever seen. P.S. Thanks for the mono. Matt gave it to everybody. Um, ah, yes. Mono for all. Mono for all. You, If you're listening to this, you now have mono. That is how it Definitely works. Definitely don't touch this microphone. <laughs> yeah. Mike Fancy. You I should send tards. it to one lucky winner of my mono. Yeah, really. Yeah. 
two tards didn't get a joke I sent a few weeks ago. A row of trash cans on Wednesday morning is a pickup line because yeah. they're in a row and picked up. Ah. And the, 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 the truck comes by and picks them up. See, that's yeah, like uh, n- normally it's like too advanced mimetically. Like it's it's too memey. This was just like too dad joke. Too, too simple. It's yeah, too simple it's, it was one of those dad jokes that's like I thought about it too much. For both 30. Take it down a notch, guys. Yeah. I was very disappointed, but still love you. We love you too, Mike Fancy. Philbert 53 Rogers, we wouldn't need to deport them all once we start public roundups. They will flee in droves. Op- hmm. Operation, a racial slur that I'm not going to say, 2018. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I don't want that bite out there. Um, thank you for that. Love the nerd. I vote we, comprom- or we comprise, or meant compromise, I'm sure, by turning off welfare if they want uh, the DACA people Make them decide if they really want these immigrants. Yeah, I wish hmm. I fantasize about collapsing the welfare state all the time, but it's it's not going to happen. Until. Would you would you take some kind of trade in that way? Like, let's say it was the the wall for DACA for these DACA people can stay, plus like some significant reduction in the welfare state of some kind. Like ninety percent reduction in the welfare state for all people. I would hmm. take I would take that. Yeah, hmm. eight hundred thousand DACA recipients. They just go home if they're not getting any resources. Hmm. Would you take that deal? I think it's a pretty. I mean, good deal. I, I would take the I would take the deal as it currently is. So I, of course, I would take a reduction in. Um, while I'm reading these, will you look up what the full um, wall funding would be? Uh, yeah. Uh, Jacob says Democrats only care about Down syndrome children postnatally. Before then, it's open season. Nearly three times as many dead from abortions in the U.S. than all the civilians killed by the Third Reich. Wow, is that true? Jeez. That's true. I mean, I talk about this um, this argument in my video, and a lot of people were like, "Well, it's, it's different because it's in utero." But if you look mm. at a, at a picture of a yes, even a sixteen week fetus, you know, it's it's just a tiny human. Like, I don't know how there's such a huge disconnect in, in the leftist mind. So Trump initially said he would build the wall for four billion. Later estimated six to seven billion. April twenty seventeen put it at ten billion or less. Uh, there are research groups that put the price tag at fifteen to twenty-five billion. Um, so the twenty-five billion presumably is high, would high end. Like that's build the whole thing. And but all again, the but again, and remember the way he's conceived it is like I'm not going to build it where there's natural barriers already. It's not necessarily a continuous wall. It's like a strategic wall, basically. Um, eight hundred thousand people though, and hmm. you know, I don't, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, Frank Underwood, Italy now has a populist coalition between right and left wing parties who are going to deport 500,000 African migrants. If they can do it, the U.S. certainly can. Hashtag hmm. white pill for blonde. I think That's there's a saying. lot of people who are more hawkish on the border than the media would have you believe. And I think they just mostly keep quiet about it. Yeah, because you'll be fired and alienated from your community. Mm-hmm. Unless you live in Montana or Idaho and your job is on the Internet and you don't care. <laughs> Dude, that's been the weirdest part about like this whole sickness experience the last 10 days. Like obviously most of my time is spent alone because I, I work, I do this, but you know, I, I go out and I, I do stuff outside the house, social activities and such, and, and, you know, going to the gym, things like that. But I haven't done any of that. And so it's been just like complete isolation, just Oof. me and the dog for like 10 days. Oh, poor bash. Just, you get like, you get like lost in your own mind. It's just weird. Yeah. I need to get out of here. You need your weekly Buffalo Wild Wings, your every other day personal training. I know way too much about your skill. <laughs> uh, Redicus says abolish ICE, confiscate guns, and grant amnesty. Do Democrats want to win? 
These are surprising, uniting issues. I can't see winning outside of New York City and L.A. I know they're, they're totally delusional. They think that this is going to result in a win for them. Um, Big LC, I spat out my coffee when I saw the ICE doxing, flipped my desk when I saw OWS's oh, yeah. guide to murdering ICE agents, and put my fist through a wall when Matt didn't tell me he had mono before we made love. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell anybody. But yeah, did you see that too? They were doxing ICE agents on Twitter. I didn't hear about the guide to killing them. But... What did you think about this WikiLeaks thing? It's, it seemed very uncharacteristic. Apparently, I saw... WikiLeaks, I looked on their Twitter and they released the doxes of all the ICE agents. The oh, So WikiLeaks is behind it. Okay. Yeah, but that seems inconsistent. Although Sticks made a video about it that made me think twice. But initially, hmm. I was like, this does not feel like WikiLeaks. Let me know what you think in the live chat if I'm being too conspiratorial. Um, uh, Beggar Hero says, abolish ICE. Finally, they're speaking my language. All we need to do is convince them to abolish the IRS, EPA, Medicare, TSA, and NSA. And I would say the FBI as well. All right, all right. I mean, maybe that, I don't know. It's, I take abolish ICE to be synonymous with abolish borders, basically. I'm, I'm not going to get on board. That is what they mean, but, you yeah. know, citizen coalitions could take care of all of this. As long as we're not, faith in the people. as long as we're not saying, you know, borders aren't a thing, then, then I could listen, but I do believe in borders. Yes. me too. Yeah. Arc dogma. I'm all for non-leftist candidate come 2020, but pending the lineup, I'm not sure I'll vote Trump this time around. If the lineup is terrible, then I'll keep the hashtag Trump train going. Otherwise, I don't know. Um, hmm. I mean, I feel like I have to vote for him, but I'm going to be pissing and moaning about it. If the wall is not well underway. Well, you got you got your deal in Congress now. Well, yeah, great. No, that that definitely means it's going to happen very quickly. Yeah, um, we'll see. Dangerous spaces. The left. Trump is literally Hitler. Also, the left. Trump should make an executive order ignoring all normal legal checks and balances. Yeah. <laughs> These people are a special kind of. Also, stupid. give Trump all the guns. Yeah, I guess give him all the guns. <laughs> yeah. Idiots. Nick West, uh, Texas Bear McBurnett says, "New listener, love the show. Hope your wedding goes well, Blonde." Me. Oh, thanks too. for tuning in. I kind of hope that. Antifa finds me during my wedding because I think <laughs> don't the, wish that don't you think the wedding pictures would be hilarious if they're like throwing blood on me or something Is or if you thing? kill them all and you're <laughs> yet all their blood is all over your dress yeah I like it <laughs> uh Nick West Texas Bear McBurnett again oh and get well Matt thank you dude thank you um Von Giraffe hope you get better soon Matt also blonde you are the splitting image I assume he means spitting image of my ex. So it's hard to take you seriously as she hmm. used to let me put it in her butt. <laughs> Gross. Okay. I don't think that was a joke. I think he's serious. Um, things I thought I would never say. This is, this is where super chat becomes problematic. Cause you know, <laughs> cause I read them. Yeah, of course. Uh, forthcoming says Matt and I once made love mano e mano. If you know what I mean, by the way, blonde, my 10 month old son is super infatuated with you. Is it because little kids keep thinking that I'm Elsa? I think you should disavow little kids listening to you. Oh yeah. That, that didn't even occur to me. No, you yeah. should start, start them young on blonde. <laughs> yeah. It's this, this is not blonde's fashy Academy. This show, this is not, uh, this is not, you know, screened for child consumption. Eh. It's okay. It's close. I just, with my kids, I'm going to be like my parents and I'm just going to talk to them like they're adults from when they're infants. That's, hmm. that's what my parents did and I kind of appreciate it. Although that is where I got my, my power. Um, yeah, Joshy maybe. boy, I am awestruck that he still has a job. Kill yourself, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no punning on the air. That was pretty good. Though. Ha, gotcha. Uh, liberative I like says, that one. <laughs> okay. 
Liberative says Horowitz had to confess to Congress that Hillary was never under direct investigation as a suspect in the email scandal, nor anyone from her team. Yes, I know. And uh, there was basically no media follow up except for on Tucker and Hannity and Laura Ingram. And like nobody else talked about it. it it's so annoying. It's like or I think Horowitz really dropped the ball on this. Uh, you know, I think Rosenstein wrote the blurb about there being no bias proven but the entire report was just filled with all of their bias yeah i found i i found that to be odd it did almost read to me as though it was the product of two different authors like the summary is saying one thing and then the body says like the almost the exact opposite yeah i know fucking swamp Craig Sneed, when will Sessions get off his ass and impanel a grand journey? I don't think he's ever going to do it. Uh, screw those, screw, screw the special counsel letter jury of these people's peers aside if there's any guilt. Send these partisan troublemakers to Mexico. I wish. I fantasize about that all the time. Deathfield says, Ave, true to Caesar. Thank you for that. Ooh. We still have a few more. Uh, Steel and Souls, 15. Got it. We can survive 147 recessions, but it's impossible for us as a nation to survive a checked and balance. Almost 250 years of presidencies run by mean, mad white men. Why do people listen to him? I don't know, man. He's he's so far off these yeah. days. And I know there are plenty of people who say he was never on. Uh, and know, I think he used he's to be kind of funny. Like I saw yeah. an interview with him in the late 90s with Camille Paglia, and it was great. They had great yeah. advance. Yeah. He used to be more worthwhile. I can't figure out his f- political philosophy these days anymore either because in some even in this episode, he was talking about guns and he's coming around to a more libertarian position on guns precisely because Trump is the president mm-hmm. and he wants to resist. But uh, then he turns around and he advocates like state control of everything all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, what? Uh, I can't figure out his perspective anymore. Redica says, Arg, what does Marg think is uh, going to happen if Trump does get ousted? Most of his policies are popular. Maybe too simply said and trump is the only politician that i have known to keep any promises hmm. Evan thompson have you seen steven crowder's skit on painter one of the funniest skits i've ever watched i haven't but I no but i'm out. sure he's probably got a pretty good impression yeah i bet it is pretty good hopefully better than his bernie sanders impression uh, <laughs> it's just gilbert godfrey yeah. yeah the pied piper matt and i once made love in a back alley dumpster things got so hot it caught fire luckily richard painter was around to douse us <laughs> no i have no response to that <laughs> Redicus, when do we send in tactical nukes into these districts? Never, but but I wish. Uh, notes behind the bar. Hey, look, this time Andy Maxine managed to get more than eleven people to show up. Yeah, yeah, good for about her. But it was at, well, it was at like a Toys for Tots kind of thing, or it was like a some kind of child benefit thing. It was not just for Maxine. Yeah. So that's how she did it. Um, Redicus, bring the bring in the Red Guard and brown shirts. The Cultural Revolution. The final solution. Maxine Waters. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Rick Moranis says, "Docs the infidels." La 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 la. How? I disavow. No, you don't. Let me reload this really quick and see. Um, Double O Five One says, "Hey, blonde, did you get to see Jordan Peterson in Seattle on Thursday? It was a great lecture and a Q and A with Dave Rubin. Asked if there was a skilly one to learn. He said computer programming. No, but I did see him two months ago. Yeah, there's already another round in Seattle. I didn't even realize Jeez. that. That was May. It was early May the first time they came. Oh, really? So this is like six weeks later, basically. That was not that long ago. Um, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I missed it. Uh, Lil Wang says, Poon. <laughs> I definitely disavow that. And two-way, this is the last one of the night. Border states should pay illegals to move to sanctuary cities. States' problem would soon end. We shouldn't even have to pay them. They should be like, yes, please. We want them. Yep. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. 
Thanks to all of our uh, super chatters hanging out, keeping the show afloat, keeping us running. Appreciate it very much. Thanks to everybody else hanging out in the live chat, trying to keep us on track with the facts. Appreciate you guys as well. If you are uh, listening later on YouTube or on an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is uh, more material, including the call-in show, so long as I actually make it, I'm not too diseased every Wednesday night. should be back uh, this Wednesday night. You can listen back to that on the audio platforms and some other stuff that's not on YouTube as well. So Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, they're all linked conveniently in the description for you. Remember, you can always email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday, because if it's not Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, you sleepy-eyed son of a bitch. Hopefully I won't be sleepy-eyed next Sunday. It's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Yeah.